Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to RL Aftershock, the longest-running independent podcast for everything that is Rocket League esports in the European scene. I'm the Eternal J. Joining me is Digital Bacon after a week's break because fuck you. Uh, in short and sweet of it, like, <laughs> well, we, we've actually got a lot of stuff we need to we need mm. to cover. Uh, essentially, you know, like there's actually like a lot of stuff that I really wish we could have covered last week, but it's all going to sort of get translated into this week. So uh, don't worry, we have all the news and all the results that we have to break down for you, Bacon. However. How are you doing this week, man? Uh, not too good. I think wisdom teeth are coming through, so that's hurting like a Ooh, bitch. Oh yeah, no. yeah. Mm. It's been really See, awkward. Here's the thing. But, like, I, I've... I... go on, go on, go on. Sorry, I, go I was on. gonna say like my only problem now is I don't want to go see a dentist because we've got work still continuing up till Christmas, and it's that case of you just there like I can't get them taken out because then you have to have an operation. You're out for a fucking week, which for us means no bloody money. You don't get paid, which hurts a bit. Well, do you know, wait, it's, it's, it's interesting. January. It's interesting you mentioned the wisdom teeth because I think mine have started coming through about six months ago and they were starting to hurt, but they've stopped hurting since. So I think they've grown out again uh, or, mm. or grown sort of like away. So I'm okay for the most part. But uh, <laughs> yeah, as you say, like the very reason why I kind of like put up with it for about, for about a month of pain is just because I really did not want to lose out on work because that was like summertime. And so obviously we had Valencia, we had a lot yep. of shit going on. Um, you know, we had all, all episode after episode of our aftershock in the middle part of the year. And all the CS work that I've got going on as well. And hopefully I should be starting up another project soon on that one. So trust me, as a caster, anything that makes you lose a day of work is like just, fuck, I'm not eating it's tonight, an, am I? It's literally <laughs> you know? a nightmare. Yeah. That is it. Like, it's, it's I, fucking... I think there was a great uh, thing like... Um, they always put like, and this is us just like, you know, swinging our dicks about saying, <laughs> oh, we're hard done by all that sort of shit. But it's the case of you don't work, you miss one day, you've got nothing to fall back on. You've got no holiday pay, all of that. And there was a great little uh, tweet thread and all of that from like foreign and whatnot about how, yeah, it looks really easy. But when you're up on stage, even now, Jay, you're bricking it, aren't you? Going oh, up, yeah, up there in front of a crowd. Yeah, uh, like second day in is always the best. But first days are horrid, and it's that same case of if you have one fucked up event because you screw it, you're done. Yeah, so, it's, it's it's really fucking bad, man. Like that's why I always kick myself for having a shit show. But we'll, we'll, mm. well that's like a, a, a thing for us <laughs> to talk about off the podcast. Yes. On the podcast, we're going to talk about some Rocket League. And again, as I mentioned, we missed last week's. So we've got some news to catch up upon, uh, some mailbag questions that we really want to answer, and of course, the last weeks of the RLCS and the RLRS coming your way with the results for the mm. regional championships and the promotion playoffs. So let's start with the news again. A few of these will be a little bit old. We will start with TSM. Uh, obviously, they've not had a great season, uh, and uh, Remco sort of tweeted in sort of, uh, uh, you know, it, it tweeted in sort of like, you know, I don't want to say solidarity to that point, but he was talking essentially like, uh, he, he put this out on Twitter saying, quote, honestly goes to show that, uh, honestly goes to show I Ignite deserved the spot a lot more than I did. Time for a route for his team and make it into the, uh, make it to where they belong. Thanks for supporting the past eight seasons, essentially. Obviously, uh, Remco not having faith that his team are even going to be making it into the, season nine essentially uh which based on the way that they sort of played out it's not really it doesn't really uh it it, 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 it really sort of like shows the kind of level of morale that they're uh, holding in the tsm camp right now yeah this tsm's had it hard so they knew mm. after last season because tsm is a big fucking orc that they had to quickly turn that around they were acquired on like the back of well the contract started going through when they weed them girls of course and then um they did get picked up but not officially part of tsm 
until after the E-League wins. So naturally, TSM thought they were picking up the world's best team in the world and were just like really riding a high. And since then, TSM has not delivered. This season coming on in, Alpha, you you would have looked at and thought they picked up an amazing player. This should be yeah. able to fix it. But Alpha couldn't fix that. He was working his fucking ass off. He was carrying oh, God, this team. Mate, I, I was, in, I there was, was one week where he didn't. I'll say that. Week four, TSM actually worked. But other than that, it was all Alpha, wasn't it? Well, that's the thing. Before we started the show, I was teasing to Bacon. I got some interesting stats to share with you about Alpha and his performance in the uh, the, the championship series this season. So you definitely want to stick around to the end of the show where we start talking about TSM for that uh, because uh, it's a pretty insane little number that I've managed to sort of pick up. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, for now, we're just going to, uh, again, we just sort of like got to talk about like where Remco stands in the rest of this because I'm not going to lie, he's been relatively dead weight uh, for TSM in the past few, few months. Like it's just been disastrous essentially for the mm. TSM. SM camp and this sort of hints this whole like a uh, 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 tweet hints to the idea that maybe he might be on the way out that TSM may be looking at some roster changes uh, whether or not they'll stay together for the rival series is another question obviously we saw Mouse Sports capitulate mm. last season maybe TSM could do the exact same thing right here and the thing down to that is Remco is the last of the anchor players Jay when you look at that, that sort of role we look back towards say passion such from those old days even maybe Marky the last of the players which were near enough focused largely on that midfield control and getting the ball up and down and just basically trying to keep possession he's not the greatest striker he's not the greatest defender he's good at both but he does not excel and for me that in today's meta where you'll see a lot of focus on certain areas and he's just not able to keep up to the challenge or everything else you even get you know those players they um that are of the old god let's look at kirks for the example he was always a defensive god but then was crazy on the attack but you never see him about in midfield and that is the problem with the current mayor just it does not suit remco's play style and he hasn't been able to adapt yeah, and that's left them in a really stupid situation right now where TSM are looking like, again, a dead weight mm. in comparison to their main star man. And uh, I imagine the change is certainly on the ro horizon for this roster because oh, yeah. like, we talked about their win conditions and we were saying if the other two can pick up their pace and try and, uh, you know, uh, bolster around uh, uh, Alpha, then there's hope for this team to stay in this championship series. But as it stands, like, again, they, 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 the spoiler alert for those of you who are looking forward to the uh, the, the, the the result roundup, uh, they they're in the relegation zone, so they're going to be playing. They're going to be fighting for their tournament, their season lives uh, coming uh, a couple of weeks' time. So, to say the least, um, things are not looking good for TSM. Uh, another thing that things aren't looking good for right now is Echo Zulu either. Uh, Taz tweeted this uh, after the, uh, I believe, the, their last match in the uh, in 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 the rival series. Mm -hmm. uh, quote: We're still in at Team Echo Zulu, uh, but all agreed to explore other teams and try out with others and see where it goes. If we realize it's not worth it, we'll come back together. DM on Discord, Taz, blah, blah, or Twitter for tryouts, which implies that this team is done. Um, I think I hate to say we called it, but we kind of did. Uh, we talked about the we, we I, I think we mentioned to Echo Zulu uh, a few weeks ago uh, that Echo Zulu just couldn't quite reignite the spark, and I think you were the one that said at this point they're probably going to go their own separate ways after this. Yeah, so knowing a bit about the um, Ben Lux scene, that you know where these guys are from, uh, we've already seen since this tweet impacts uh, trying out with other teams, and they're replacing him. That looks to be the most solid argument for this uh, side because as you saw when Safix came in and replaced uh, Impact towards the back end of the season, Echo Zulu were looking better. So you can definitely see there is a problem there, but they're not 
at that RLRS level just yet to be able to get into the top half. Uh, the top six, of course, is now where everyone's aiming. And there were, you know, numerous rumors before, like, Tars uh, actually picked Echo Zulu over other teams to join, and those other teams have been able to boom better results. But this was a project which the whole team, all three of them, believed in, and it just didn't work. And they're finally, you know, after a long period now, nearly a year, going... We've just got to cut our losses. Uh, the org loves the players. It is just more the players knowing that for them, the best result is to look elsewhere and try and restructure themselves. Yeah, I, 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 I probably agree. Again, I feel like that this team has sort of run its course at this stage. They had their mm. moments in the sun. They had their glory run in fucking, um, you know, in Leipzig, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've seen what they can do on the international stage, but I think that their time is, is essentially up. You know, they had that flashing, that they're flashing that moment. But ever since then, it's teetered off to the point where now they're still here almost a year later and they're not really getting the same results anymore. And as, you, yeah, as, as we mentioned before, they were locked in from like a couple of weeks ago go into the bottom four so they're they're out and they're probably done at this stage i wouldn't be surprised that they went their own separate ways uh, i think the real question now is the elements of this roster where do they go and what's the potential for them going forward into potentially new and, and different teams i mean there's there's a million options that we could speculate on here bacon uh but but what says you about the, the potential of which players can go where and what they can do um just yeah quickly off the top of my head i know impact has like i said been playing with stake and zamu from RCD Espanol. So that implies, uh, give me a top of my head, who would that be leaving out on RCD Espanol? Uh, that would be Ube, wouldn't it? So yeah. is that a choice of just as a sub, because Ube couldn't play with them at that point, and they were just wanting to play in the Nice Cactus uh, tournaments, you know, the old ESM Cups? Uh, mm. we, 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 I don't think we covered it on that show, but they changed name. Uh, that was essentially <laughs> ESM is now Nice Cactus for whatever reason. Um, and I reckon you're going to see a lot of these RORS players just shuffle between RORS teams. A little bit like Monkey Moon moving over to ARG last season, you know, where they'll see these players and go, this is essentially who we want to pick up because that was their best player. And we think we can bolster ourselves a little bit. I'd be looking to maybe the likes of Baguette Squad might make a move. ARG might again, or any of the teams that essentially don't go up into RLCS will probably be making moves. Even the teams that go up in the RLCS, who knows at the moment when you've got AS. Yeah. Well, again, even talking about the performance of some of the other teams. Uh, uh -oh. And who Bacon. knows about. Uh, you're right. You lagged there for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. My stream is just lagged as well. Yeah. You had, you had a bit of a time. The point either. is, most of the uh, the bottom half, so f fifth down to uh, tenth, will be trying to make roster changes and then you know solidify themselves the next season of RORS. Yeah, well, I was saying even some of the teams in the RLCS level or, or potentially you could be in the RLCS level will be looking at some roster changes because, um, uh, well, so again, some of the performances have been a little bit dire, but again, more details on that mm. a little bit later on at the tail end of the show. Um, uh, as for Echo Zulu, though, um, I don't think anyone had a real uh, a real doubt in their minds of where this team was going to end up and then as the result of where they've ended up. Right, moving on. 
bit of a weird story. At first, at first, I think a lot of people looked at this tweet that came out from James Bot and were like, okay, <laughs> this is not good. Um, uh, because it's, it's, it's put out a tweet longer saying, my, the next chapter, and everyone's like, oh shit, he's leaving what Rocket League. Um, well, actually, no, according to the tweet longer, he's going to be more actively involved in Rocket League. Uh, obviously, James has kind of been like a, a staple in, in the professional casting world of Rocket League. Um, and obviously, he put out this tweet longer that says, uh, oh, hey, yeah, he, he's leaving Twitch, basically. Uh, he's leaving Twitch to become a full-time uh, Rocket League commentator, uh, mm. which probably scared me even more, you know? Like, because obviously, like, you know, I, I'm a full-time professional commentator. I think we're, mm. I think you, you're still... Are you still working at other places right now, Bacon, or...? Part-time whenever I need to. Part-time, uh, okay. Well, like I well, said, well, well, January, basically, February is generally dead month, yeah. so I have to get I, a job I, during that period. I, I went freelance at the beginning of 2017. I have been full-time esports for about a year and a half and doing nothing but that. Um, uh, uh, so, like, I, I, I know how tough it is to sort of freelance your way to victory. And it's something like Rocket League. Like, I did not see this coming from James, especially after uh, after our state of the scene address, uh, which we did back in March. We talked about things like... Uh, like caster rates and you know mm. who's going to be a full-time caster in rocket league um not a lot's changed from my eyes since that point uh, you know like the the main difference of being is that obviously james is now working on rival series and championship series and he's also had a really good thing with dream hacks i think he was the one caster yeah. that attended all the dream hack events so he's um uh, uh so he's already got like a pretty decent basis of being a staple member of the of the rocket league broadcast talent but even then the rates in rocket league are so much lower than they are in something like league or counter-strike I know that from personal experience, okay? Like, me, I'm a fucking tier three shitter in Counter-Strike and I'm doing this <laughs> as a full-time job. Like, it's... It's it, 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 it's ridiculous. Like, you know, like it, that, that that's the kind of difference we're talking about. And this guy's a, a tier one Rocket League caster. So that's why I was a little bit concerned when he moved in, uh, when, when, he, when he said that he was moving on with this one. And, you know, no, no disrespect to James, obviously. What he wants to do is what he wants to do. Um, uh, uh, but th is, is this a sign of better things for the rest of the cast of talent? Because as far to my knowledge, this guy, James is going to be the only full-time Rocket League caster that we have across the entire scene, essentially. Yeah, and... You can look at it from those two angles. And I, I want to look that this means there's more coming down the line. You try and be optimistic. Uh, or it could just be the simple fact of, uh, say, his job at Twitch was like, we need you in the office. We, you need to be more involved. You're currently, you know, not because you're having to go, you know, with Dream Akna around the world. Ayo, dogger. I, I you can have whenever some... Tom just jumps on your bed, just like, oh, hi. <laughs> Honestly, I think we need to get like a third like POV camera for your dog exclusively. <laughs> That's just it, you know, just just to, to start faking footage, you know, <laughs> just to, just to milk the viewers. That's it. Yeah, it, it will but, work. But, but yeah, continue, it, point. essentially the point is right now, I reckon that'd be more of a commitment issue between jobs and, you know, Twitch, where it's a platform that's continuously changing. Um, he might have had his job role might have changed a little bit. And so he couldn't fulfill that had to then uh, drop the job or drop the commentating. His passion, his love is the commentating from what you can see. So he probably just went with that, simple as. And he, this is probably very scary for James, I'd imagine. But oh, yeah, like, like trust me. Like, him, I'm, I'm just going to yeah. say off the bat right now, it is very terrifying for James. Like, you know... It, well, we opened this, the story with this, that point. 
yeah. the same. This 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 could collapse any moment right now. And I don't mean to fear monger or anything like that, but just like I, I know the anxiety levels that mm. you can be. Like I I left university specifically to pursue esports. I specifically left so I could be a Counter Strike commentator and eventually moved on to be a Rocket League commentator as well. So like if 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 you do see James, don't give him a hard time. If you do talk to him, don't be a dickhead about it because he's going for a <laughs> he's probably about as anxious as you can get in the industry mm. right now because the other guys they got shit to fall back on you know wavepunk does twitch rivals um uh gibbs does uh, uh consultants uh, consultancy uh we've got uh leaf x the squad state in the uh, in canada i think uh, mm -hmm. lola does something different as well like all of them they're doing something different i found my knowledge this is james going entirely into rocket league casting unless he's got something else going on maybe he's gonna be doing Fortnite. um uh rest in peace final carpet but you know like all, all those uh, <laughs> uh all, yeah, there, there could be another game in the box for him and if it is well, then honestly then i i, I probably gonna rescind my statements from early from from today uh but as it stands right now um i think best of luck at this stage uh for uh, uh for james um uh, because i think he's got a lot of potential as a caster i think uh, personally from my mm. own uh, subjective opinion of his casting i think there's a couple of things you can improve on um but he's got as far as far as my knowledge as as, in, in my opinion in, in my opinion as far as the north american ca casters go like he's probably one of the better ones mm. for me like the only ever problems i have with his casting is just like why have you been paired like i i've always been vocal him and turtle don't work together oh, you know yeah, absolutely. I'm 100%. but that that is if you that's what you're complaining about that's not on them as individuals that is just dynamics you know yeah. so again it, it's a hard area uh, to talk about and then like said it's, he's probably it's, it's, as it's anxious a bit of a weird as one can be considering you gotta think like uh, we can remember back through his career like uh, season 2 Lan for example where he froze up due to nerves at Lan and they had to bring Greg in to essentially feel on the desk I can remember that uh, sitting in the crowd right next to it and for him to then you know beat all of that come back even stronger and then still double down it you can yeah. see this is his passion and massive respect for that yeah, the thing with like Rocket League duos and stuff is that they don't really exist outside of like me and you, perhaps. You know, like that's because we've literally just built our fucking brand, and at this point, everyone the, yeah. just hires the two of us. It, uh, you it's know, so easier like, for but, a company to look yeah. at us in Europe where it's quite a bit smaller. You just say, yeah. just get those. But that's in the in in, in the it. RLCX, there's not really a duo. Per, there's not really like a duo system. Uh, something that I think actually could benefit a lot because again, if you put yes. James with someone like a Jorby, put James on a color role, then suddenly you've got magic. Uh, same thing mm -hmm. if you put, I think James a play-by-play -play role with achieves then you've got magic as well but something like james and turtle i don't believe uh it is something that works i don't think a lot of people do believe that but that's another story for another day mm -hmm. regardless that's the story james is going full-time into commentary panic crisis averted panic over uh, <laughs> and let's move on to some really positive news today uh and that came in actually uh, only a couple days ago about a week ago when we were supposed to have the original show uh so hey we evaded the middle of the stream fucking announcements but singularity uh entering rocket league by by picking up Flom Rizont. Godsmiller, though, Noli, Kieran, and Vel are part of the Singularity family. And they've had already a great start, mm. by the way. Just going to, again, small preview to a little bit later on down the road. But Singularity are here, and they are looking fired up to enter Rocket League.
Yeah, because this is always a weird one. When it comes down to just having a look at the org, Singularity, I was near to certain expecting them picking up a South American squad, Jay, because that's just what the team has done in other games where they're a smart org. They know how to look at it. And I, I know they're I only mean, uh, they're from look, Denmark. Right, I, will, I, will, I will say that like Singularity, they're smart from a business standpoint. And, yes. and, and I don't think they're looking at something like the Rocket League scene and saying, we need to go to a niche market because that's what's best for us because those markets will grow. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of people have a lot of faith in the niche markets <laughs> at the moment, in all fairness. Um, uh, so picking up a European roster, again, because Singularity, I believe they're a Danish organization. Um, mm -hmm. So it makes more sense to go uh, closer and uh, closer to home and in the local routes. I know that they've got a North American Counter-Strike team, which has been a little bit wishy-washy. Uh, so like having their opportunity to stay home in, 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 in the EU and uh, getting a chance with uh, uh, getting a chance with these guys as well, who I think have outlived a lot of expectations. Like for Singularity, oh, yes. this is is like a, a, a massive sort of like you know it, it's a gamble move but it's one that i probably think has the most mitigated calculated risk in my opinion mm. and you look at that and the inroad there for singularity is it, you want to pick a team that's more solid uh, i just saw in chat there from aspect saying you, he's a bit sad that he didn't pick up discombobulates mm. you look at i'm just going to say look at singularity look at the players gods miller rlrs like certified though and um nolly there uh, sorry though wasn't there last season but nolly was as well so you look at the difference between the two and you just got to look at this uh, flump result side as they were previously and just look at it and go, this is a team that is more secure. They've got a higher status in players and they should be able to see the return from that because you look at those players as well and they go to lands. Uh, we saw God's Miller at um, Bloody Insomnia, didn't we? If they're yeah. willing to go to those smaller lands, an org that looks in just goes, wait, they, they're happy to go to like Insomnia and just take it? Yeah, sure, because they can just get their name on those boards. That's where I think oh, Singularity yeah, like is looking at. They're not looking at being top tier. They want to rule the second tier, which isn't a bad idea. Like you said, they're a smart business org. They know how to sort of do, a, like you were saying, niche. That sort of second area, they know where to make their growth from. And mm. this is a good team to pick up for that because there's so much potential for growth here between these three. Yeah, absolutely. And and wouldn't it be fucking amazing to see Singularity winning Insomnia over Sebadan for the fourth time in a fucking row? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I love you, oh. Seb. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, no, again, for, for, for Singularity, like, obviously, it's it's a brand new organization. And it's also big for the Rocket League scene as a whole because this makes all of the teams in the top 12 of Rocket League EU, with the exception of Discombobulators, all of them are currently in an organization. There might be some mm. leeway in terms of methods position right now depending on how they do in the promotion tournament um but for now like this is obviously one of the first times we've had a situation like this crop up uh in the eu scene and i think that's probably just the big thing for rocket league overall in the worldwide landscape yeah and we were crunching numbers earlier 14 out of the 18 top recognized teams so we're saying rlrs and rlcs 14 out of the 18 are signed by orgs that is massive for the landscape of rocket league and thinking about that i did not think that number is going to be so good this season coming into you know that move to 10 teams everyone would think you're diluting it a little bit you know but no for teams to still come on in and want to pick up they there's a lot of uh, promise for Rocket League. There's a lot of things to be hopeful for.
Yeah, absolutely. Especially if things keep going this way. Like, I think people are getting a renewed sort of level of interest in Rocket League, which is fantastic, obviously, you know. Um, uh, I think if we were able to just sort of, like, refine the structure of the scene and refine the structure of the RLCS, uh, not just the RLCS and the RLRS, but any other levels below that, and mm. allow a little bit more in terms of competition to allow the infrastructure uh, for, for other teams and players to sort of, like, you know, find their placement in the scene. Like, Banana Man put a tweet out earlier today, which I actually responded to, saying, oh, why... Yeah, why why do uh, Rocket League players retire so young? And essentially, the reason is because there's not enough infrastructure to allow those players uh, to thrive. Um, uh, and I think that that's certainly something, that is the next big weak point for Rocket League. And like, we've got the interest now, we've got the organizations looking to get involved. We have revenue sharing opportunities with in-game items. We've got a lot going for us right now. We just need to just patch up those few things. And then 2020 could be an amazing year for the Rocket League scene. We just have to get it right. You know, it's frustrating to see the level of slowness there, but it's like, I feel like we're on the cusp of finally breaking through the tier three sort of barrier of, 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 of esports titles, you know? Yeah, definitely. And what we need now is essentially um, we've got the Astro uh, stuff going on, the uh, long Astro <laughs> stuff uh, going on over in America. We need a similar sort of thing to start going on over in Europe to get more interest for these orgs to pick up teams at these levels because that's what this tournament, uh, those sort of tournaments are for. Maybe ESL get involved on both fronts to do a sort of like not the top level world championship but sort of like a league play going on and try and build another stage um, there. That's where your team, uh, your players that aren't as high level could fall down to or you're getting in more interest so instead of them continuing as players they become coaches they there basically needs to be more avenues for players to go isn't there I mean, big foreshadowing some of the stuff we've been talking about behind the scenes, but we'll uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll reveal that as it's ready but for now singularity selling front result fantastic fucking news and uh, uh you know uh slow slow news week considering it's been two weeks essentially of news but uh, whatever it all works out the same thing uh so we'll move on to our mailbag segment of the week of course for those of you who might not be aware if you're new to the show if you're not uh too familiar uh you can uh, join our discord server by exclamation mark discord in the twitch chat right now or if you're listening to the audio video versions of the podcast it's in the show notes and video descriptions there's a link there click on it join us uh you know if you haven't got a discord account create one and uh, it'll all be it'll all be pretty damn Gucci that you can uh, go ahead and talk to our little community of, uh, of Rocket League EU fans. You can get involved in our prediction games and hopefully we'll get another prediction game going for the world championship. Uh, mm. So uh, you definitely want to get involved in that one. I might see if I can secure a few prizes as well for the chat for the world championship uh, because that'd be really fucking sick to do. So uh, if you want to get involved in all that, it's explanation mark Discord. You can also send us a mailbag question, which we'll answer live on air. We don't have enough to sort of like say we'll uh, we'll leave out the uh, we'll leave out all the regular sort of um, uh, uh, you know all, all, the, all the shit questions. But for the most part, if you put a question in there, we'll be able to answer it. So we have three questions coming through from three different individuals. The first one, Cameron one six one, a bit of a regular these days to the uh, mailbag, uh, asks quote. For next season, it would be good to have 16 teams qualify for RLCS Worlds. How would you suggest those uh, those four teams qualify, assuming Asia will not be a region for the next RLCS season? Uh, he has a suggestion of his own, saying, my suggestion would be if there were lands before league play, then points would be given out depending on a team's placement. Whichever four teams get the most points accumulated from those lands that do not qualify for league play get to go as well. Thanks for the great show, guys. Um, well, this, I, I don't think that Silex will do that just because they're like that essentially mm -hmm. um uh, uh but for me 
the easiest way to do things, assuming that Asia won't be a region, like I think we did a whole like breakdown of how we do the RLCS structure a few episodes, a number of episodes ago. You can go back and watch mm-hmm. that uh, or listen to that if you if you want to. Um, uh, but for us, like for me, the easiest way is just two more spots for OCE and two more spots from South America. That's just so fucking easy to do right there because all you have to do is just say, oh, hey, you've already got the systems in place to find the top four teams. So now just get the top four teams out to uh, the to the World Championship. And there you go. 16 teams, easy as that. Like there's no need to go around like, you know, getting extra land points and stuff. Uh, I think that, that system works well for a land structure like we have with the Dota Pro Circuit um, or the upcoming ESL uh, Pro Pro Circuit, which is going to be really fucking cool for Counter-Strike. I'm really excited to see how that's going to go down. Um, uh, but the point is, is basically... Um, if the simplest and easiest way to do it is just add two more spots for the two regions that don't have a top four. That, that is, yeah, pretty much it. We don't think that's going to happen, though, because, like we said, going forward, you won't see another sort of change in the system. You'll actually see Welds probably change up its uh, structure and like, how you get to finals uh, because of the complaints of last season. They'll probably change it up. But until Asia becomes a thing in Rock League, which it will, we're looking at it now. It will happen probably know, this man, time like... next year. It'll take time because naturally it does for a region to get up high enough. Um, it's just going to be what happens then because you got to think you put two spots down for Asia, whatever, to be in line with OCE and uh, South America. And then you've got 14 teams at Worlds. That's a weird fucking number. So yeah. what the hell is going to happen? And everything is going to change up when it gets to that point. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, I don't know about the Asia thing, though. Like, that's a bit of a weird one because we, we obviously saw recent uh, news from China saying they're now going to impose restrictions on uh, on children oh, playing Christ video games, that, yeah. uh, which as which basically wrecks any sort of opportunity to be competitive because it's like 30 minutes a day on weekdays. It's absolute. It's uh, it's completely egregious, you know. It's it's, it's something was that's it like... That look, I thought it was an hour it, no, and 30. No, it's, it's 30 minutes. Uh, that's what the report said uh, from, I believe it was Esports Insider. Um, mm-hmm. Or was it the Esports Observer? I can't remember. It was one of those two sites. Yeah. Uh, it probably was Observer because insiders like business and shit. But that's basically uh, um, that's basically the bottom line of of, of, of the Chinese thing. Um, Asia as a whole, I could see it still being able to do something because like, we've obviously had Asian tournaments for general Asia, we're not including China. So places like mm. Japan and Southeast Asia and Central Asia, um, uh, uh, you know, th- those would be really sort of like a, a, a cool sort of opportunities uh, for the Asian scene. And obviously, we've talked a little bit about how we do that in a previous episodes. So again, if you want to take a look at that, that's sort of like where the big money bucks come through and with Epic hopefully coming through in the new year then maybe we could see that be a possibility um uh, something i did want to address as well i know the aspect's been a bit uh, uh, active in chat talking about but basically how like the the oce teams getting destroyed at land last season um uh, uh, and the, the thing about like adding new teams because I, I adding more spots for more teams is i know a lot of people make this argument saying they don't deserve it here's the thing if the format is solid then it doesn't matter who deserves what spots essentially mm. um if you wanted to adjust per region then as so long as you could keep it on 16 teams then any sort of run uh, would be legit essentially like if if assuming the OCE teams like you know um, who, who's the top OCE team right now is it uh, is it order right now 
Uh, I thought it was Chiefs of Renegades still. But OC okay. at the moment is a whole like bad cats, dude. You don't want to look at that. Because you've even got, I think it's Gaming Gamers, which is... Well, let's, let's assume Renegades. Let's, let's assume Renegades. But yeah, go with Renegades. Let, let, let's assume thing. Renegades. Assuming Renegades were able to do the Chiefs run from, was it season four, where they had like top no, four placements? Chiefs at the moment, Renegades second. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's say the Chiefs replicate and do the same thing that they did in season four, where they went to uh, top four in the whole thing. Then at that point... Because if we have 16 teams, we can do a double limb GSL group stage, which means that that's like one of the most solid sort of performance uh, uh, mm-hmm. metric that you can measure. Like, you know, you get two wins, you're through to the, to the playoffs. And then from there, you can potentially do a double elimination bracket off the back of that for the playoffs as well. At that point, you've got two lives. It's proven to be one of the most solid formats. That way, if they lose, okay, they lose. It's expected. But if they can make a run through, there's no shenanigans. There's no asterisks. It's just a case that you fucking mm-hmm. won. Um, and for me, that's the most important thing. You know, that's the most easiest sort of method of just making a solid format and therefore making a legitimate LAN event. I know people want to say that OCE in South America don't deserve those spots, but we'll never know unless we put them in that scenario. We can't have like a subpar system that eliminates them based off of game differential and goal differential. I'm sorry, goal differential Mm. should never ever be a deciding factor in a tiebreaker for any world championship format you know like it's just it just should not be a thing whatsoever like it's 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 ridiculous to me in my opinion the sacrifice of letting a couple teams get smashed at LAN is more than worth it for the sake of getting a a a solid format that works for the for what should be the pinnacle of rocket league esports and my only other options that you could do to make it a bit more fair. Let's just say the following season, you get two spots for the whole of Asia to bring it in line with OC and uh, South America. And then what do you do with those other two spots? You could bring in, say, like a wildcard invite system, you know, to teams that have got consistent results over that period of time, let's say the six months or whatever. But there is not enough international competition in Rocket League now to make that a viable option. For me, that would be the option I would want. You know, we started to see, like, with DreamHacks and that, the OCE teams come up for it. And then, of course, the invited South American teams. But at the moment, going to a full 16, it's going to just be a sticky scenario no matter what, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think 16 teams for an RLCS is just quite there yet. Like, maybe in about a year's time, we can, like, have that discussion. For now, Mm. 10 teams, I think, is about right. Um and another thing as well is that, you know, for in terms of the international sort of squads and, and having like guys like OCE in South America coming forward, like there have been situations in previous esports where the second or third best team in a certain country has been the best team uh, internationally, essentially, uh, you know, like uh, out of all those countries, out of all the teams from that country. Like I remember very famously, uh, Astralis and North had a bit of a back and forth in 20... 20- 17 or 18, I can't remember, but basically it was like North was the better team in terms of the Denmark rankings, but Astralis were miles ahead in terms of international competition. So just judging them based off of their individual sort of region and, you know, saying, okay, well, this is the top team in OCE, therefore they're the representative for the ref, for the, for the whole region. That's not accurate, essentially. That doesn't, it doesn't work up like that. Like, you know, that isolated region will know the ins and outs of themselves, but they do not know the other regions won't know the ins and outs of that particular region unless they've done a lot of playing against them and practicing against them. So therefore, to me, it seems like a uh, it, it seems like a much more uh, appropriate measure to allow those teams a chance to try see if they can get that opportunity. And again, if they don't go, if they don't if they don't make it happen, it's fine. At least they got smashed with a better team in a format that works. If they do though, well, we can't fucking argue against it at that point, you know. Yeah, and again, you look to OCE, you've got. 
a good handful of teams right now. Um, not only, you know, your standard Chiefs and Renegades, but you've got Ground Zero still there. Uh, the Havoc side, I want to say Canberra Havoc, have been doing pretty good. They've even made uh, finals. But like I said, outside of that, you've got, um, I want to say they were like the Rancid Rats uh, with Delusion from way back in the day have been doing fantastic. Mind Freak, of course, sticking around. So OCE does have a great sort of um, heritage from them they do have that level of good competitiveness but it's just more it feels almost like they're treated as if they're second tier of our like rlrs and the orgs are of that smaller size but that still does not stop the fact that they're the top of the competition and we've seen them at lands previously go toe to toe head to head with the top from eu and na they should still have those spots and i would definitely be in the camp of giving oc 14 you know to go along the same with uh south america south america doesn't always feel this like as much but just give them a shot even if it's the weaker side who really cares at the end of the day there's always going to be a team that's weaker than others Absolutely. And I think that pretty much sums up the whole thing as well. Thank you very much, Cameron, for your question. Let's move on to Ty's Vogels, who asks, if Veloce had made RLCS this season via promotion tournament and had kept Niels Cook, do you think they would have still done this well? Uh, no. Next question. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not going to leave it at that, obviously. Yeah. Um, the short answer is no. Um, the long answer is more something along the lines of, like, hell no, essentially. Like... I understand that there's a lot of drama around the whole. Um, there's a whole lot of drama around the whole Veloce thing and that how Nils mm -hmm. Cook got removed from the team. But the bottom line is that that move was probably going to happen anyway. Uh, they saw an opportunity in Cassio. I would say. Cassio is, is is a much stronger element than Nils Cook. Nils Cook was dropping off a form towards the end of his tenure with uh, with, with Veloce. Um, I think that he'd served them well in terms of moving up to the RLCS, and I feel like that, that move was appropriate for the time. At the end of the day, there is there, there should be no hard feelings mm. about that particular regard. And obviously, Veloce have taken Cassio, they've ran with him, and they've made such a ridiculous run here in the uh, the championship series. I think a lot of people also seem to try and they they try and like this is something that really pisses me off. Actually, a lot of people. After I put out my tweet when Veloce qualified for Worlds, they tried to put down my argument that Veloce are a case study for um, uh, uh, Veloce are a case study for auto promotion in the RLCS. I put that out, and people tried to sort of put it down indirectly on like Reddit and Twitter by saying, "Well, if they had kept with Niels Cook, and it's like, well, it doesn't fucking matter because if they, they had gone through the promotion tournament, tournament, they could have changed anyway." So I think it was inevitability. Um, I think in terms of the raw, just sort of individual like complexion of both of those particular teams, like it probably wouldn't have worked out out out, out, out at all. Um, and I think people just need it was kind of accept the fact that roster moves happen and therefore this was an appropriate roster move for the moment in the rlcs pretty much yeah well well summed up jay good stuff i can't i can't add on i can't take away you gotta just see it, it wow it the rare moment and where i little... make a point and i've actually done it so fucking well that bacon has nothing to add yeah. who's the color caster here <laughs> <laughs> like you know <laughs> Once in the blue man. moon, dude. But yeah, well, at, at the, the same moon. time, you can't look at it because no one knows what could have happened with Nils on the side as well. Maybe mm. if these little dramas didn't come in, they would have still been able to do it for a slightly different game style. Because you got to think every team it feels this season in the EU has been somewhat weakened uh, just from not staying together. Or at least it's been more equated across the board. But looking at it now, just you've got to be impressed at what Veloce can do and 
finally they've stopped, you know, just choking at that last line because they've had two great, they've had three, four great seasons and they're finally getting that respect that the top end you deserve. And it's come on in at a great time when a great org has picked them up. So it seems like all the stars are aligning for this team. We'll talk more in detail about Velocity's performance in the uh, championship series when we come to our championship roundup. For now, thank you again, Tyz, uh, for your uh, question. A uh, bit of a short one, but I think a lot of to a lot of people, the answer to that question is obvious. Uh, now we talked about. Uh, anyway, now we move on to John, aka Always, with our final question of the mailbag segment. Um, uh, obviously, big shout out to John, an awesome Discord mod, uh, awesome Reddit mod as well, and just a general mm -hmm. fan of the show. What are your guys' thoughts on RLCS League Play MVP voting? Do you interpret as actual most valuable? player or straight up best player or a balance of both value and raw performance uh, on a similar note who would be your top three for MVP voting since uh, interested since for the first time ever in forever it seems KDOT won't be top three um, so for MVP voting I think it's it should be as as literal as you can get it most valuable player who is the team that contributed who's the player that contributed the most to their team and their performance uh, in, mm -hmm. in in the championship or in, in their championship run the difficulty comes in is like, well, different people interpret that in a different way. You know, like people think that MVP is the straight up best player, but other people think, well, actually, there is a bit more of a supportive element to come through. Like, you know, we talk about, we talk a lot about how Fruity is the third man uh, for, for reciprocity. He's not scoring the flashy goals. He's leaving that to Shaw Set, who's on you know, who's coming off the back of career best form right now. Like he's doing such a great amount for, uh, for the striking element of that side that Fruit is not needed to come forward and do so much for his team, but he's still playing an important role in trying to cut off rotations and hold the midfield control. So that way uh, reciprocity have, have that pressure to keep going and allow Shaw set those opportunities. So in that respect, who do you weigh up as the most valuable player? Shaw set for scoring the goal or Fruity for setting him up? Um, and, and, and that's where sort of everything gets messy for MVP voting because I think that we kind of need to align, uh, it, 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 like establish some sort of like clear definition of, of what it means to be the most valuable player, you know? Yeah, and I think the undeniable sort of option would be just base it on stats, but then, like you're saying, stats don't always tell the truth. The way they've got it right now, to my knowledge, is that all the casters that are there on the day vote. They just all put, who do you want to be the MVP? Everyone puts it forward. Whoever got the most votes, bish, bash, bosh, that is your answer. A pretty simple system. You can't, uh, you know, deny that works as well because all the casters know what the fuck they're talking about so they've got valid points Mostly. to put that there <laughs> <laughs> no, secret jabs from jay who has he got beef with I'm, I'm jabbing myself i don't know who the fuck i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about right okay i don't know why people <laughs> hire me <laughs> I, but yeah, no, I actually know we have to come to the truth for that i can remember what is it last time in insomnia for the blong arena stuff and it was like who's the mvp and we picked tris just for the fuck of it no, Tris had you had only played Tris because of the fuck of it. You were the one who decided. <laughs> I was just like, Bacon, this is your domain. You do whatever. You picked the guy who didn't play a fucking game in the finals. Because right? I wanted to see if anyone would notice. And, and it, everybody it noticed, right? It everyone so noticed. We went back <laughs> to the land hall and everyone was like, why the fuck did you pick Tris? Okay. And there was just me smirking away like, I wanted to. <laughs> Do it for I the blame feet, you yeah. wholeheartedly for that. That is all your fault. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, but, good fucking memes. Mate, dude. On a similar note, who would be your top three for MVP voting? Um, I Can say... I put all my votes towards Alpha? <laughs> that allowed? Because 
Boy, howdy, is he had to, for six out of those I seven games, 1v3. I, I'm going I'm I'm to reveal this stat. I crunched the numbers from the, R, oh. from the RLCS uh, games from all of uh, uh, from all of the TSM uh, uh, games. But I'm only going to be focused on the EU, by the way. I don't really care about North America. I haven't really watched much of North America because it's too late in the day for me. Um, mm. But I actually crunched the numbers from TSM and their performances and their goals. Alpha had a goal participation of 82% over Ooh. the whole season. 82%. That is fucking unheard of. That is unheard of, right? That is just insane. It is mm -hmm. a ridiculous level. That's why I would I, I was I would agree with you in that. I was gonna make a serious sort of thing, just try and see if I can name a couple of supportive players, but in terms of actual raw performance, Alpha has done something I don't think any fucking player has ever done. And you can go verify this. Maybe I got some of the numbers wrong. I had to do it all manually through uh um uh through uh, through fucking uh, Octane.gg. But I went through, I checked all the all the goals that they had scored, I added them mm -hmm. up, I calculated it. 82% is what I came up with. And I wouldn't be too surprised if it's too far off. Like, Alpha did a fucking immense job trying to carry TSM out of the last place, right? That's, that's essentially what he did. He did that on his own, basically. Like, it was fucking stupid what he did this season. So, yeah, num number one, Alpha, number two, Alpha, number three, Alpha. That's my MVP award. <laughs> <laughs> By, by the voting system as well, Jay, with that is six votes for Alpha. Yeah, Alpha gets the <laughs> unanimous MVP award from the RL Aftershock. Two seasons in a row, mind you, should we say. <laughs> they, they, it, it makes sense why TSM picked him up. It was just like TSM. It's a shame you that should they have couldn't got do involved. anything with him. Like, you Don't know, worry, like... next season should be their season because Remco will be out most likely I, I and they'll bring like, someone I else. Like, I feel like it's Following a tragedy. For that. I feel like it's I the ultimate tragedy mm. because, like, I, I feel like that if he had stayed on FC Barcelona, then the, potentially that team could have gone even further, right? That That's where the opportunity... You because know? <laughs> of the in-team fighting and that, well, it might have not been, no, no. again, that well, is I'm the blockchain about, thing from earlier, you know? Yeah, I'm talking about just from raw talent alone. Like, you know, if we take a look at, if we take away all the team politics, then yeah, I w I, I'd say there's a, a chance for that team to go even further. But yeah, 82% goal participation. It's, again, I don't think I've ever seen a player ever do that in, I think, RLCS at the very least. Like, maybe there's some sort of tournament where someone popped off because the level of talent was so, such a disparaging, it's just such a disparaging sort of, like, you know, a difference. Mm. But again, like Alpha, as in, I don't think ever, anyone's ever come close to doing that at a top tier level of uh, 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 of Rocket League competition. It's such an insane stat that if he's not the, the top MVP, if he's not the guy who like got the ultimate vote from the from the casters, uh, um, I don't even know. I didn't even check who the uh, who the MVP was. Uh, let's have a look. Regular season MVP. That's not to be decided. But if they if they don't give it that'd to be him after uh, this weekend, yeah, that'll be after this week. But if they don't give it to him, then fuck all of y'all, right? Uh, on, on that talent <laughs> desk because you have no idea what you're talking about. You can't deny a stat like that, okay? Like, cause the only other player, and it, it will be on the point here from Aspect, we do see you in chat, next in line would be someone alongside Bluey uh, or Barca. And I love Aspect's point here of uh, with Alpha on the team, Bluey wasn't able to play to his full potential. And that's because Bluey would double commit all the fucking time. Alpha <laughs> was naturally rotating on in, and Bluey caused the problems there. It, it was just a case of no one could handle the pace of Barca last season come to this season, and naturally everyone's figured it on out. And hence why Barca finished sixth. <laughs>
That team and TSM finished seventh. Barca are going to be a trouble. Like they, oof. I, I think honestly, this team has been trouble since the start, right? Like we saw problems ever since their debut. Like they were able to get through in firepower alone, but firepower rolls off at the, by, uh, as time goes on. So they're on a time limit to say the least. Um, I don't think they can make it through the uh, the, the, the regional playoffs. Um, I'll let you make your point before we wrap up the uh, the mailbag yep. and start moving on to our results. Yeah, I was just going to say I can remember back when. Savage got picked up by Barca. Me and you are there going, someone please pick up Alpha because this is not going to work and he needs to get the fuck out of there before the house burns. And he, he did at a very good point. So good stuff. I mean, you say that, but it was like out of the frying pan into the fire for Alpha at that point. But, you know, he, he, at, at the same time, we know next season will be a good season for TSM because they will make changes. The Orc wants to finally see them, you know, pick it on up. They've got and still a bit longer on the contracts of uh, the original players. So they should be absolutely fine. Well, I hope Reggie has enough good sense in him to recognize that Alpha's not a Orch problem. He never, he never would be. Yes. Uh, but of course, thank you, John, for your question. And uh, maybe we will try and do like a top three MVP award for the season for next next week. I don't know. We still have to decide that. We have to see the matches. Go along to the line, give them medals. That would be so funny. Oh, Instead after shock med- medals. Fuck, I know someone that can make that as well. I know Let's someone that can make that. That would be fucking amazing. But we'll, 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 we'll sort that out later down the road. Anyways... Let's move on and talk about our tournaments because, of course, we had two weeks of RLRS, one week of RLCS. We have decided the teams that will be in the promotion playoffs in the regional playoffs, and we'll just try and see if we can decide who will be the overall, uh, you know, we'll try and see if we can decide who will be the overall team that actually tries to make it forward into the next season. But we'll start with the RLRS. Obviously, we'll start with uh, round five or week four. Uh, just a quick rundown of all the results. Uh, Echo Zulu beat out Vertex 3-2. Underwater Squad beat out RCD Espanol. Uh, no, RCD ASM- beat uh, Underwater Squad. Reverse it, sorry. So I'm, 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 I'm all I'm over the to place today. One, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, RCD beat Underwater Squad. ASM managed to best at Vertex in 3-2. That were, Those three matches were actually pretty fucking good, actually. They were mm. all back and forth affairs. So if you want to go back and watch some VODs, go and do that. Go handle by all means. Uh, ARG managed to sweep Echo Zulu. Not too much of a surprise. ASM managed to sweep Baguette Squad. Not too much of a surprise. Uh, Method beat Flop Rezon in a 3-0 fashion. One result that just tipped the odds in their favor to try and make it into the promotion playoffs, by the way. So a big sort of a match from them. Uh, it wasn't quite out of the woods at this point just yet, but we'll come to that in a second. Discombobulators beat RCD Espanol 3-1 and ARG and Discombobulators swept the Underwater Squad and Method respectively. Leading on to Week 5 in Round 6, Discombobulators shit on Underwater Squad, to say the least. Um, <laughs> singularity, uh, obviously the Flomp Resonance side getting picked up for this week and they managed to beat out AS Monaco at 3-1, a big result that again got them into the motion playoffs. And Method versus ARG, this was the really important match by this point of the night because it was only these two teams that were undecided everybody else were either eliminated or they were in the promotion playoffs uh and it all came down to method and arg who was going to win the team the win the team that did win would have gone on um and in this case it was method the team that actually managed to take it in game five really fucking good match to watch by the way i was watching the singularity and uh, method series and those ones were really fucking good um the method one in particular was something that actually looked relatively decent on their part um and of course the baguette squad beat out singularity three to one but by that point it was very irrelevant i didn't watch that match leaving your final standings of the rocket league rival series as follows. Discombobulators 7-2 in the top spot of the league. Second place is AS Monaco at 6-3. Method. Singularity also sharing a 6-3 spot, but 
that four game difference between ASM and Method and one game difference between Method and Singularity. So it, they they were they were just about taking that victory over the uh, over those guys. ARG and Baguette Squad will remain in for another season as they take fifth and sixth at five and four and plus seven and plus four on game difference. And then your eliminated squads are RCD Espanol, Team Vertex, Underwater Squad, and Team Echo Zulu. We'll start on Method because it was a really, really important win for them to take uh, in the last couple of weeks of the league. Uh, again, you know, the main thing to talk about uh, is is obviously their victory against Flomp Rizon, which I believe we might have uh, we might have uh, casted on that B stream. I can't remember yeah, if we, we did. Casted. Yeah, and I, I remember I remember sort of talking about how Flomp Rizon just sort of fell off the edge of a cliff to a certain extent, you know. Yeah, so that was a really difficult one for Flumpson. For whatever reason, they just didn't show up on that day. Good stuff from Method. And again, it came down to Method's rotations were very solid for uh, no sustainable reason, considering this team is chopping and changing week in, week out. And you can see that when they went up against Discombobulators later, they just not fit together. So Method, loads of inconsistency in them. Um but when they're working, they are hot shit, which is great to see. If they can fix that, who knows? There still might be, you know, a glimmer of hope for this roster. Maybe there might not be a change up if they can, you know, get their house in order, Jay. That won't happen, but we hope. Because I don't know, man. Again, I, 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 I hate to beat the dead horse, obviously. But I think mm. we, the same issues we've been talking about week in, week out have been the issues that plague Method going forward. And yeah. they're going to need to get that together to try and survive this promotion playoff because obviously they came out in the top four rather than the top two. Therefore, they'll be in the lower bracket trying to, they've only got one life essentially to move forward and try and make the auto promotion. Yes. I think all of the teams, uh, the, sorry, the uh, the bottom two teams of that of that playoff uh, will be involved in the promotion playoffs anyway. Um, so for them, it's kind of a bit of a, a, a bit of like, sort of like, okay, well, there's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, but taking a look at Method and where they sort of stand right now, again, the same issues do kind of, uh, do kind of crop up and still become a bit of a problem and even to the point where I think this team might struggle against some of the RLCS teams, you know? Well, that that is it. You you look at this right now, I love this uh, new format uh, for this season because you get that chance to uh, qualify on through and you get second by the cherry. But you look at the two teams you're having to go up against with TSM and uh, Complexity, Oh, none of these teams here want to face up against those. Maybe AS Monaco would feel the most comfortable out of the group. But right now, just you're looking at Discombobulators and AS Monaco. Definitely for Discombobulators, if they win that, this is the phenomenal season for them to make it into the RLCS. AS Monaco should be pretty confident up against Method and Singularity. But who knows? These guys here, this is the one the playoff are all about this is their biz after that yes they still get the second chance to go up against the rcs teams but they gotta be looking at this and licking their lips yeah absolutely like the method are, are, are good bait essentially for these guys mm. you know um uh, the, uh, the, the especially with Singularity as well, who were up against them in that first sort of position, like they they have surpassed all expectations. I guess we can sort of bleed into the next point mm -hmm. as well about Singularity, uh, because obviously you know the, the Flomp Result guys, we didn't have a whole lot. Of, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of faith going into them, uh, comparing them to where the rest of the squad sat. But I think they really have sort of surpassed a lot of expectations uh, in the rival series. And here against Method, I think they're ripe for the picking for Singularity to take that first victory in in the semifinals, mm -hmm. uh, in the loser semifinals, and potentially move on to try and qualify by default you know there's a chance that they could just sneak top two in with the way of this format works you know but uh, bacon you there there you go i'm back i'm back okay <laughs> i don't know maintenance super patches even 
Weird. Apparently so, mate. Rip. But anyway, looking at that, just I don't think that flump result method result from week four will happen again. Like you said, I reckon this will be a new singularity or flump result win over method just because these lads had got to be fired up. They had a bad end to week five, but after they had already secured their spot with the win against AS Monaco, I think they just let off the gas a little bit. They were over. I think I think everyone kind of did. Like it, Again, mm. I, I tuned out after method and ARG because I knew that that last match had no sort of uh, bearing on anything, and I did sort of watch some of the VOD back, and I kind of felt like from, that was the case from both teams. Um, uh, you know, like Baguette squad were already confirmed to be in the uh, the top six. They had no way to move mm -hmm. back into the top four and they weren't going to get relegated to the, to the bottom four either. So mm -hmm. by that point in the league, Singularity versus Baguette squad became basically meaningless. Uh, so no need to worry about that, I don't think. Um, and, and again, Singularity, like that was just the one sort of element that was like, okay, they don't need to pay attention anymore. They don't need to sort of like perform on, uh, or, or, or they don't need to be on fleek, if you will. Uh, they can uh, they can just sort of like chill and be okay. And uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I just, it, it's the first phrase that came to my head, so I'm going to fucking use it. Um, regardless, Singularity still looking good, still looking great um, against Method. I think that that first match could be the end of Method's run, honestly, if they're not careful. Um, uh, uh, again, just because of the same issues that are cropped up between Ricks and Burrito, um, it's still a major issue that obviously they have to fix in the next season. But for now, it's causing them a ton of problems, man. Like so many mistakes coming out from those two. Uh, and for Singularity, obviously, it, it's a great it's a great sort of draw to begin things off in the promotions. It is, and Singularity, they've just got to be looking at this right now for these guys going, we probably won't make it on through. We've got the options to, of course, play as best you can, but for Flumps on the Singularity side to come through, make top four in their first season the RLRS, look at that for a win, take each game as it comes. Don't get overconfident, don't get too... Um, in your heads about the game, just play it and look to improve every single time because you look towards next season as well with the uh, 10 teams per both sides and there's probably going to be a top two auto promotion there. This is a team that I think is just, and the same goes to Method, you've just got to be looking to build for both sides. Just get that consistency down. Singularity have probably got, a, you know, the better chance than Method to make it through the season, so just keep playing. But, Make sure to not get too into your own heads because that, for me, yeah. is their only problem. They can do that. They can just suddenly turn up and then after a game one loss, they just go fuck we we're done with this we're not winning this series it feels like yeah um especially with as, as well as well as method like i feel like they've got their backs pushed against the wall like the again uh, the, the 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 jobs are looming over them right mm -hmm. now um the, uh, the, the the they've got to promote this season else i don't think we'll be seeing method in broccoli league after this team so uh they they've got to make this happen uh and again that that might be a bit of an interesting series to watch so certainly keep your eyes on that one obviously keep your eye on the whole bracket for the promotion playoffs and um, we'll have a bit of a breakdown next week when we have the chance mm -hmm. to sort of like preview what will happen in the promotion playoffs let's talk about on the water squad um because this is a team that we raved about uh i know that mm -hmm. you certainly were really a, a big sort of like a, a big sort of uh, what's that what's the words you, you were really sort of excited about bilbo lorty and oslon all teaming together like i think in terms of I, I think i rated them to be in the position that singularity are at right now um but unfortunately Ooh. they just weren't able to post the results they came in second last to the championship bacon see when i was looking at underwater squad i think in Go back and check on this. I was there like, they're probably a bit more of a wildcard team and I would have expected them to stay up. I think that's what I put them down. Discombobulate is my wildcard team to make 
like a top four run. But Underwater Squad, I thought would be where the current ARG side are. I thought ARG were going to bomb it this season from, you know, a very disturbing off season, weren't it? Uh, for them, where they didn't really do much in the first week was crap. Um, but in the rest of the table, pretty much fell into place where you would expect it. Looking at this underwater squad, yeah, this is a team that isn't going to stay together. We know that, like, from... or Well, we don't know it, but we can expect it. We can make it. a good guess. Yeah, this is a team which will fall apart and then come back next RORS with new teammates. I just want to see these guys do good because they're great players. But this was a last-second pickup for a team, and they knew it was what it was. If Underworld Squad could have stayed up and got a top-six finish, then they probably would have gone for a long-term thing. But right now, they know their problems, and they'll just part ways. What do you think are the most standout problems for Underworld Squad, then? because A lot uh, of double commits, which we have seen. And that's hurt them numerous times. But at the same uh, point, pacing, where they're not going and committing altogether downfield for a big play. There's generally one guy even as far back in net as the other two are trying to attack him on goal when he needs to be a bit further up so he can be the third man into those rotations. They're not on the same page. And that is hurting them massively because there's so many missed opportunities with the ball just going loose in front of net and no one coming through to strike it. It's curious. It almost feels like it was Savage back in their rival series run, except a lot less aggressive, essentially, mm. you know, because even the complexion of the team is very similar as well. They're all very nice striking elements. Lorty and Bilbo in particular, known for their striking, uh, their striking prowess. Um, uh, and it, it makes me feel even further bad for Ocelon because this was his chance to try and prove Method and, and the other guys that he was part mm. of essentially wrong. Um, and unfortunately, it feels like he's, he's fallen by the wayside and his best opportunity to do so um, because the complexion of the team just isn't quite there for Underwater Squad. And that there's another hard done, but hard, hard done by a resolve for Oslon. And again, he's a player with a lot of potential, but I'm starting to feel like his talent is starting to fall off the wayside as a result of these results. Um, if he can make it back into the rival series next season, I want to see what he can do there. But like the chances of doing that with the way that the bubble scene is is so unpredictably developing as well, like that's such a hard ground for any player that gets relegated out of their RLRS, you know? Yeah, it definitely is. And as you said, with players like Ocelon, I could see him probably getting a bit fed up at this point. Even Lorty. I reckon Bilbo's probably got another season easily within him. But where they're continuously getting the bottom rung or, you know, knocked out teams, sometimes not rightfully in the case of Ocelon, where we were like, he was not the problem with that side, you know, uh, on method. And you've just got to be getting sick and tired of it. And where does he go? Because like we were saying earlier, the problem with Rock League is there is not a step for him to move on to, whether it be a coach or enough competition to be able to make it viable. Does he just suddenly go, that's it, I give up on this game and that's well, that, real, that's the scary really possibility yeah you know, that, that, that's the scary possibility because there is no infrastructure to allow him to perform and improve you know if he if there was a third tier then at that point things would be a lot easier to sort of like manage and handle as it stands though there's not therefore there's not much breathing room for the likes of uh for the likes of ocelon but uh, uh yeah it's just an unfortunate result for underwater squad they weren't able to post the results they will bow out with victories above uh team echo zulu and vertex which is unfortunate because those are the two teams that are below and above them uh mm -hmm. again it's such a waste in my opinion like i think that they could have done so much with this team but uh the, the complexion just wasn't there unfortunately
Yeah, and again, you look at that, and just to further the point, they'll be going away with a thousand dollars each, and for two months worth of work, that is not enough for them, and you know that takes a while for that to get in the bank accounts and such. So you gotta be looking at these guys going, where do we go here? We know there's you know Echo Zulu looking to split up as well, so you could see the bottom rung teams will try and mismatch themselves and try and form a stronger team, but who knows what happens there. Well, we'll find out later on down the road. Uh, another couple of teams that have... I don't know if they could call them a disappointment per se, because obviously they are um, mm. uh, rival series teams that came back for another season. But for ARG and Baguette Squad, they are back in for another season of the Arrival Series. Unfortunately for them, it was a case of uh, a plague of averageness, especially for ARG, in my opinion. Like, ARG, when we saw them going at Rival Series last season, we were praising them as this big sort of squad. Like, they come off the back of that incredible Ember Series run in particular. Mm. Like, for those of you who don't know the origin story of, of ARG, essentially, they were formed for the Ember Series Renegade Cup Monthly. And their only chance, and this was the last of the four monthly, so their only chance to make it into the Renegade Cup Finals was to win the Ember Series. And lo and behold, they fucking did it. They actually beat the XXL lineup, the, uh, the Schnoods, I think is what they were called at the time. But they mm -hmm. beat them in the grand finals, and I think it was a, a weighted best of seven. Uh, came from the lower bracket and everything, and uh, and they smashed it out of the park to eventually take their spot in the uh, uh, in the Renegade Cup Finals. And that sort of storyline and that sort of like you know rise for, rise to prominence for them is really what gave them their the the boost that they needed to get into the rival series in the first place. But in the last off season, especially like they were quiet beyond anything. They got really complacent, and they've been hurt because of that. Essentially, like they've gotten they they they've gone so so. They've won so few steps along the ladder that it's just like, well, this season was almost a bit of a waste, in my opinion. You know, ARG had the potential to, you know, move even further up. You know, they had the they had the new roster move. They had Monkey Moon coming in. Um, I'm not sure how much of a great roster move that was, but even so, the line of form from the team as a whole, like it only allowed them to go five to four and only really got any further above the squad because of three games of game difference. You know, like ARG really bottled it this season. You know. But with the expansion, you know, with uh, another 10 slots near enough being created for next season, uh, with RLCS moving up to 10, I can pretty much say that ARG and Baguette Squad are what your benchmark are for an RLRS team, though. And we look at how things are, we're saying about, oh, you're bringing a third tier, that should hopefully be stuffed down the pipeline. But for ARG and Baguette Squad right now, where they're unsigned teams, coming that fifth, sixth spot, I think that's just what you expect. Again, it's not this ridiculous team from like the emissary stuff like you said, Jay, but you got to think that was a team that's formed up against only RLRS teams and below at a time where it was a lot weaker. You look at the current state of Rocket League at RLRS level and it is a lot higher. So for where they are now, like we said, with that off season where they didn't really do much, it's understandable. They dropped off a little bit and they're paying the price right now by dropping down to fifth. Yeah. Um, and again, ARG just kind of left out of the dust because of that. That's uh, just an unfortunate level of uh, mm. level of thing for them. They'll be back next season, obviously. So hopefully we could see them do something good. Um, uh, for Baguette Squad, I feel like it's a lesser so of a disappointment for them because obviously they were relegated last season. Uh, and mm. this season, obviously, they've been able to stay. I think they've improved overall. Um, yep. uh, you know, the, uh, I, 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 I think that obviously they lost a little something with their roster move um, before the season. Um, uh, but uh, uh, bringing in the new boys and, uh, and you know, just 
just finding a level of form that has worked out for them. Um, uh, another season in the rival series should be good enough, I think, uh, for Baguette Squad potentially to move a little bit further on. But for now, they will have to uh, concede at this point because they are not in the uh, top five, uh, the top four. Uh, and move on to the discombobulators, who we have to give one final shout-out towards the end of the season because they have just been fucking Damn. dominant. This has been such an unexpected sort of performance as well. When we were talking about the teams that potentially could make a top one or top two run, we were thinking about AS Monaco. We were thinking about Underwater Squad. I think potentially even as a big underdog, we were thinking about Singularity. Uh, well, Flomp was on at the time saying, okay, this is a team that possibly could go for it. Um... But right now, Discombobulators, this is a team that's flown out of left field, smashed the shit out of everybody that's come in their path. And I don't think, going going into this season, I don't think we would have taken a look at Relating Wave, Virtuoso, and Natchitao and turn around just like, okay, this is a team that's going to be able to do good, amazing things. But lo and behold, here we are. This is a fucking balling lineup. Holy shit. I, I don't know, because Discombobulators were my wild card from the very start there, Jay. Like you said, Team Singularity, Flomperson, and AS Monaco should have been everyone's favorite top two. Uh, Method, you would put down as the secure top six, because it's Method. Uh, same with ARG, you had thought about that. The rest of it, who knows where. Uh, we would think that Underwater Squad, yes, would finish top six as well. But Discombobulators were always my wild card, but I did not think they would be able to top. No one did uh, on that but the thing, right? I think I I don't even think I had them as sort of like a right. If you can stay in the middle of the table, that'll be perfect for you guys. Yeah. Um, because I, cause I, I thought I, my, my opinion was that I didn't want to pick them as a wild card because I didn't really think that they had a, 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 a chance. I didn't think they had a realistic chance to make it to the top end uh, of the table or to make it into the top four. Um, uh, I, I I believe that they'd be able to go into into fifth or sixth. I think that they'd hold a position there and go into the next season of the rival series with a bit more uh, experience behind their back, and then we can see where they go from there. But fucking hell, what a team, man. What a team. This is one mm -hmm. of the best rival series performances I think we've seen from a team ever, essentially. That wasn't comprised of former RLCS talents or, uh, or players with extreme tenure. Like, think about this. Virtuoso was competing on the Insomnia stage a couple months prior to the uh, to, to, to the rival series qualifiers. Relating Way was on a team with Distan, and Distan has not been in a rival series uh, a rival series or RLCS tournament in a, in a long time at the very least. And Natchitao, uh, well, he's part of the Spanish scene, and they're very sort of, like, integrated with each other, so there's a lot of doubt whether he could work in an international mm. stage. This team, however, they've been knocking it out of the fucking park since day one like again it's so impressive so so impressive from discombobulators yeah and you gotta look at these lads in their run through the rors each week they're getting stronger uh their losses came from week three and week four to as monaco and flump result respectively so that isn't bad that's if anything perfectly acceptable and they weren't sharp wins uh AS Monaco was a very close 3-1. I say very close because three of the four matches were OTs. Um, and then up against Flumpreson, it went to game five with uh, a six-minute overtime, which is fairly lumpy. You know, in the world of Rocket League, six minutes is a good amount of overtime. So looking at these guys... Hopefully, in the upcoming matches, you'd think that Discombobulators versus AS Monaco should be a clean slate. Don't take that week three uh, loss of Disco against them, purely because, like I said, they've been growing stronger every single week. You know, they progressively had to go up against harder opponents. And right now, I don't know. Like, do, do you put them... I, I want to say, I think AS Monaco are probably the favourites over Discombobulators in that upper finals match, you know, coming up. But 
if discombobulators win it, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's a very close, like 55 to 45% win in probably AS Monaco's favor just because of those players. But that's close a margin as you can probably get. Well, I mean, even if you take a look at the series is, um, I'm pretty sure that, let me just confirm this. It was a 3-1 when we saw those mm -hmm. guys take each other on. That was on October 19th, which was a B-Stream match, actually, interestingly enough. Um, let's have a look. 3-1. Those were pretty close games, actually. There were actually yeah. a lot of overtimes in that particular series. 1-0, 3-0, yeah. and then 2-1. And even a, nine, a near nine-minute overtime in game four uh, for that one. Yep. So if you want to watch a VOD, if you want to watch a VOD to be impressed with, then by all means, go back to that one. Um, but like, that's uh, that, that's a pretty impressive little showing right there from, uh, from, from discombobulators and the lose by that thin of a margin. There's a good shout that that will be able, that they'll, they'll mm -hmm. be able to push further past it. Um, so I, I have a lot of faith in discombobulators, you know, even above AS Monaco. Like I have my doubts about AS Monaco, obviously with their change. Uh, um, uh, when they had Iignite in for, I believe it was Oslon back when they had the Dream Leipzig run mm -hmm. so you know and that's another team that Oslon's been kicked out of which is just even fucking worse for him uh, but you know like um, you know that's uh, you know it, 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 that, 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 that talent has wrote, uh, that, that team has risen to prominence but Discombobulators I think I think they're just going to have the edge like it's going to be such a tough graph again we're going to do this in more depth next week but mm -hmm. It's going to be a fucking awesome match. And again, you want to be sure to tune in for that uh, Rival Series playoffs. Not this weekend, but next weekend. And again, we'll bring you all the details when we go into next week of RL Aftershock. For now, though, we're going to move on and we're going to go to our RLCS results because the final league play week just took past. Uh, and of course, we do have the regional playoffs for EU this weekend in just a couple days if you're watching this live. So we'll mm -hmm. go through round five and talk about the final standings, talk about the final few matches. Uh, it was an interesting little day of Rocket League uh, as we start along off with Dignitas beating out TSM, not surprising, 3-0. FC Barcelona beating out Complexity at 3-0. Uh, I think we had the I think we gave a little bit of credence to Complexity to potentially beat FC Barcelona. Well, we were wholly wrong about that. Dignitas beat Outrunner Vitality at 3-2. Veloce taking the victory above Mouse Sports as they also lost to Reciprocity in the final match of the week at 0-3. And, and Renner Vitality managed to beat TSM at 3-2, which put TSM down in the bottom two. And we'll go through those final standings for you right now. The top of the table, Reciprocity and Veloce at 5-2 take first and second. They are going to land against all the odds for Veloce as well. Renner Vitality, Mouse Sports, Dignitas and FC Barcelona up in third through sixth and the bottom two as I mentioned is TSM and Complexity who are still not getting a win they will close out with the shutout season but we'll start with TSM first um we talked about them and FCB a couple weeks ago. We said, look, right, if they're going to be able to do anything, um, then they've got to have Mets and Remco pick up the slack. And unfortunately, they didn't pick up the slack and they got absolutely decked in the last week. Yeah, they they tried their hardest in the um, match against Renault Vitality, but it was way too late. Uh, you got to think it was a fairly close first two games, and then TSM uh, were able to get two wins, taking it at game five. But that sort of felt like Vitality just dropped off for those two games, if anything. Like TSM probably knew they were done after those two losses, got the two wins, and were. Very, very nervous going into that overtime. That was a very shaky one as well. Because you got to think, TSM, if they did get that, they would have stayed up. And Vitality would have also stayed up anyway. Uh, because they got the win earlier. But it was just such a hard case. And Vitality, earlier on that day, you, you got to be thinking it's a harsh one overall. But TSM right now, they're going into that 
you know, promotion relegation cup, but I reckon they're still confident. You can see that since week one, um, well, not week one because they got the win over Mouse, but Mouse was shite in week one anyway. But since week two, they've really picked it on up. They're back. You can see Remco and Metz are actually starting to pull a little bit of weight now. Uh, not as well as they did in week four, but it's not all alpha, you know, 1v3 and I mean, they came in way teams. too fucking late. That's for yeah. TSM. They still managed to get the losses. So, you know, I still think that they're pretty decent dead weight. And again, I bring up that stat earlier. Scrub. A scrub? <laughs> fucking Alpha. alpha. <laughs> Sorry, because last season it was Scrub. This season it's Alpha. Mm -hmm. Alpha had an 82% goal participation record over the course of the entire season eight. Like, that is well, still such a ridiculous number to have for any one player on any one team. Like, it's fucking insane, Bacon. Like, it, it truly mm. is. The, any slack that those two picked up, it came in way, way, way too late. Way too late on, 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 on this whole fucking tournament. Like, it's been ridiculous. Mm. Well, you talk about, like, you just said scrub there. Let's have a quick look back to season six with Renault Vitality. You know, when Fairy Peak was on that side and Scrub Killer was, uh, sorry, when Pasha was on that side, Scrub Killer came on in and it was not a resurgence of the team that they wanted. And it they stayed up, don't get me wrong, but they did not look good at all they uh, got knocked straight on out and just had to, and can make it the worlds. Right now, I look at this TSM side and I see a lot of the same thing, you know. And Remco will uh, go in this off season. They'll have some replacement. Who knows? Um, I, I think we can leave that speculation for a little bit later. Um, but they're going to come into next season hot shit because they will make the change and TSM will put the nails to the player saying, we need you to get a big result, a big win. Otherwise, we'll be dropping you. And well, then the question then becomes, the, the question then becomes who who's on the chopping block then? Um, you know, who, who, who's... Remco. We know he's on the chopping block. Like, well, I, I don't say we know he's on, chop, uh, on the chopping block, but he's the one that is performing the worst out of all three. Like Alpha's safe as can be on that side, unless they drop the entire team, which could happen if they don't stay up. You got to think of that. Yeah, a lot of questions and a lot of uh, danger around TSM right now. Again, like it's, it's just been such a disaster of a season mm -hmm. uh, for TSM, and it, 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 even despite the fact that complexity got shut out, like I still feel like TSM looked like the worst of the two teams. You know, like just because of just because <laughs> of the level, just because just because of the disparage the, the disparaging difference between their main player and the two others. Like that's just such an insane sort of. It's such a. It's such a. How do I describe it? It's like such. A, a, it's how do I say? What am I fucking trying to say here? It's like it's such an unsustainable way of, of playing Rocket League. And that's Complexity the main issue with TSM. continuously went to game fives and couldn't etch it in the end, whereas TSM got shut out quite... Like, I say yeah. shut out, but, you know, like, uh, going back through the results, they got 3-1 they against Reciprocity, 3-0 against Barca. Uh, of course, they just beat out Complexity, 3-2. But then... They got a win against Veloce, which we still have no fucking idea how they did that. But then, like, 3 0 against Dig. Yeah, TSM just... They, they struggled this season quite heavily. And their wins, I would say, would come on days where their opponents weren't good. Like, Mouse in week one was shite. Uh, Veloce had a really weird week four. And like we said, that was the one week as well where... What? Okay. <laughs> um... 
and then week Sorry, five, do you yeah, want to they just stop, it. stop for a second. You want to rewind five seconds with your DC oh, again? happen again? Jesus. Yeah, you're in there. It's not having a great day, Bacon. No, it is having a shit one. Um, but basically, it, it was just PSM went up against opponents that are having crap days, like Mouse in week one. Um, they actually had a, yeah, it was complexity in week three, and then Veloce weren't looking good in week four, but TSM were finally doing good as a whole unit. So TSM got to pick it up next season, which they can only do because I can't see them doing worse than how they played this season. Yeah, but a team that certainly also have to do the exact same thing as Complexity. It's a shutout season for them. They got zero and seven, obviously, with their earlier loss in week, uh, yeah, week five against FC Barcelona. Like this team have just looked tragic. I feel like Flakes is the only one that's proven himself to be RLCS level talent in this season uh, of of these oh, guys. Uh, yeah. Like, this is, it, again, it's been such a dire, straight scenario for Complexity. And again, this was supposed to be their season. This was supposed to be the season they smashed it out of the park and finally reestablished themselves as world beaters in Rocket League again. But, like, what what happened here, man? What, what, why is this team just completely shit the bed this season? So, you know, we had, though, there was that weird dispute with Flakes just before season <laughs> began. It, it seems like they didn't solve that problem. There has been no trust between Flakes and Greasy at all. And you got to feel sorry for Mognus as he is just caught in between these two players and it has just have to plug along. Uh, Complexity will have to somehow pull a miracle and stay on up. With their current play style, I'm calling it a miracle, but they should be a team that can stay up um, in that promotion relegation tournament. But there is going to be a roster move this coming I'm, up I'm, I'm assuming you're assuming that Greasy's out. I would assume that Greasy's out, but who knows? If you've got other teams lurking about, they might want to pick up Flakes because he is a great player. He's just a bit of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair play. Like, um, yeah, I, no, I said I mean, it a few weeks back. He was there on, uh, I watched one of his streams and he was commenting really like well on what his opponent was doing right, what his opponent was doing wrong. And it was mainly saying what they were doing wrong. I can imagine, and it's been said by the players, like all he d does is nitpick all the bad things. And that really drags the team down when, you know, he, he's not looking to what he's doing, but what his teammates are doing wrong. And he doesn't take that same response back from others. It, it's it's a harsh environment playing alongside him is what the response has been from players. Well, what do you think? Do you think his performance may have justified any sort of way for him to stay on the complexity lineup? Or, or I mean, I think so. Greasy hasn't had a good season. So. It certainly feels to me like complexity, like he's been the problem child of complexity. You yeah. know, like way, way, way back when they got rid of, uh, uh, you know, when, when they got rid of Mets. Uh, was it Greasy? Was it Greasy replaced Metsonaris back then? Uh, yes. No, but, Greasy. Yeah, Greasy replaced yeah. Metzer because a lot thought Greasy would have done better, and yeah, yeah. that that so shut the bed. Yeah, so like that is like, that that feels to me like Greasy has always been the problem child for complexity ever since his first introduction to the to the to the roster, and the question now remains is is he going to continue to be that for complexity? Do they really have enough trust in him? Does Mognus still believe that Greasy is the answer? Like for me, it feels like him and Flakes should should remain and they should find a new third. Uh, you know, maybe uh, fuck it. You know, maybe even oh, Alpha yeah. could be on the could be on the shopping block for that because that'd be fucking awesome. Um, I'm not sure if the, if it would clash with Flakes' playstyle because I know. 
though he's also pretty offensively based, mm. and that might cause some issues with complexity. Obviously, being the uh, uh, you know being the same sort of FCB sy syndrome that we've seen uh, this season. But complexity, like I think Greasy Meister needs to go at this stage. Like they've had they've had two seasons with him, uh, which have been absolute disasters directly or indirectly because of him um uh, you know um it, it i feel like complexity really do need to do need to think about you know well, putting him on the chopping block so you say that it's not been i would argue like directly it's been indirectly so then bringing it was a lot's choice to bring greasy on in to replace metzer and that was not a right pit because they didn't work as a trio this season it's more been because flakes didn't trust greasy so greasy couldn't actually pull okay. off his job uh job because flakes was cut like near enough double committing all well, the time i give i, I give i give out. the option so, i give the option of it being direct because i don't know what the specific yeah, yeah, are yeah. like for complexity so it just seems pretty much like what do you do do you get rid of flakes because he's hurting the team's morale or do you sort of like appease him getting a new third because flakes is the better player and you just get in a new third that accepts it and say from that point onwards no more from flakes it is a hard choice for this team but i reckon it will be greasy I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna err on the side of appeasing flakes to be honest um because yep. as you say you know like it feels like the the power dynamic is between greasy and flakes and if greasy really is that as much of a toxic asset as you mentioned in terms of being as nitpicky and very damaging to the team morale then you know flakes could be damaging but it seems like greasy is also reciprocating that damage so you know it's it's, it's a case mm -hmm. of one evil or the other and for me flakes is the better player so where you'd obviously it go should ahead be and the safer him. choice yeah sticking with flakes in that one yeah because complexity look like very committed to this team uh after everything that happened you know bringing in the coach that was like a part of what snassy was trying to do is trying to help them around the team hasn't really worked but you could see greasy leave and then maybe i could see a pickup from an rlrs team or someone along those lines where they're just wanting a new hot talent to come on into the rlcs level and just be an explosive team well, there's a lot of potential. I mean, mm. you know, Discombobulators, ASM, uh, Method and Singularity, two of those teams might not make it in uh, to, the, to the championship series next season. Like, imagine if Discombobulators, for example, didn't make it into the right, make, didn't make it into the championship series and they wanted mm -hmm. to pick up one of those guys. Like, fucking hell, like, that would be an amazing opportunity for one of those guys, an amazing sort of pickup as well for, for complexity. So certainly that's a, that's a decent amount of speculation you could talk about and potentially you could see something coming out from that. Mm. But uh We'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it there with complexity again. I think we've said all we can about this team. They'll be fighting for their lives in the relegation tournament in a couple of weeks' time, and we'll do more about that when we come up to the point. Let's talk about Dignitas, because I wanted to share some love with them. We've been very quiet talking about Dignitas this season. Like, I think we sort of let them sort of do mm -hmm. their own thing. Like, there are a lot of other storylines with a lot of other teams. We're talking about reciprocity and their sort of, like, you know, rise to prominence in the last few lands and whether they were going to carry it over. We talked about Veloce being the unlikely team, uh, TSM and Complexity and FC Barcelona fighting to try stay out of the top, bottom three. Uh, but Dignitas has sort of been chilling in the middle of that table, and they've sort of been having a decent enough time at just sort of staying as close to the, uh, as close to the top six as they possibly can. And and it's worked for them because they're currently in fifth place. Obviously, they have to fight for the lower bracket of the regionals. Mm -hmm. But considering this is not the same Dignitas from season uh, from season five, which, of course, had the incredible dominant uh, dynasty run, I yep. feel like... I feel like considering the, the players that are in this lineup and considering the complexion of it, like it's it's not a bad result for them. Again, they've been quietly getting victories. They've been quietly moving further and f further and further forward. They've been quietly sort of like, you know, picking apart sort of certain rosters. Again, the most recently being Renner Vitality and a very unexpected result, in my opinion. Um, I think that overall, they've sort of had a pretty decent sort of, uh, they've had a pretty decent sort of run over this season. 
Yeah, because you got to think this was a reformation season for Dig after losing, you know, players and that. They had to try and work it out once again. Um, Veloce were an unexpected factor to the season as well. So Dig were probably thinking, okay, we're going to look for, you know, a top four finish, try and make lands. Well, they got fifth. And again, that was down to Veloce not really being the expected team, like amongst that mix. So they're doing okay. It'll come down to this weekend, of course, in the um, playoffs. They got Barcelona to start things off, which should be a win by all means. It's a hard toss up, but realistically they're looking to try and make land at the very least. They've got to win their first game to keep confidence, but they're into next season. Just let it be. They'll be doing a lot of work in the off season, no doubt to try and fix things up because they're a team that do have the potential. We've seen them, you know, do well before um, beyond the summit, you know, where they did that massive lower bracket run. They can do damage they just got to somehow fix it as an entire team because it's always a case of the whole team looks bad or the whole team looks good. There's not a one player factor to a te- or to the um, Dignitas side, is there? Where yeah. one player is yeah, not was... working on the day, which is not the case for any other team at all. It is a whole team problem. Yeah, well, I was going to say because like it is kind of a bit of a it, it, it is as you say you know it's very like up and down for them. They had a top six at Rocket League, uh, at the Rocket League showdown in WSOE at the very beginning of the year. Then they had first place at Leipzig, and then they had uh, fifth in the recent se- in in last season. They came top four at Dallas, and as you say, the lower bracket run at Summit, and then here they're sort of sitting around fifth place, uh, which might be their their ending position. But we we have to find out whether or not they'll be able to do mm-hmm. so. Um, of course, in the promotion playoff, um, also in the uh, regional playoff, I should say we dig the task um i think the next season might be a bit of a concern for them though because they have been quite quiet and i think they've got to be a bit more louder if they want to uh, if they want to try and stay up because some of the talent coming through the ranks especially if tsm and complexity get relegated to discombobulators and asm like mm-hmm. that's fucking scary for any of the teams right now especially if you are like dignitas and fc barcelona teetering on the edge of uh, of losing that like again fc barcelona in particular they were only they were they were a single result away from being in the te- in the seventh position uh as opposed to tsm so you know dignitas might have to work on that consistency to a certain extent um they might have to work on just generally being a better team i'm not sure if a roster move would be justifiable at this stage um we like, have to keep the, our eyes out of the top teams I reckon the only two that would be looking at roster changes would be Barca and Dig at this point, Jay. And Dig, you would probably imagine it would be Yukio on the way out there. Panda being the captain of the team, Astral, new, uh, the newcomer, and has been doing good, but Yukio has not felt good this season. So he could be up for a change. Again, who do you change him for? But this Dig side, I think, just needs to get that win and then have a solid sort of off season they make it to land they could revitalize themselves and that could be a great turning point but for now dig they're only doing okay which i don't think is enough for the uh org they don't want an okay team they want that world winning team again 
Well, let's see how well they will do in the uh, promotion. Uh, I keep saying promotion playoffs. Fucking hell. The regional playoffs in a couple of weeks' time. For now, we're going to move on and talk about mouse sports. I think you called them bottle sports this week. Uh, last week, I called oh, them yes. monster sports because like they, they've been having uh, a level mm -hmm. of performance that we've seen like just absolutely hit it out of the park whenever they get started. Uh, but this week, unfortunately, was their two big losses to Veloce and Reciprocity. They were coming into this week at, uh, they were coming into this week at uh, number one in the regular season placings. And because of these two results, they dropped to fourth. Um, again, they lost to the likes of Veloce and Reciprocity, which... In fairness, that those are some pretty fucking big names to lose mm -hmm. to, you know. Like, there's no shame in losing to Veloce and Reciprocity, in my opinion. You know, like they had a, uh, they had, you know, they they had some staunch opposition, and I think it was very very difficult for them to try and uh, to try and beat out those guys, even though they threw up a, 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 as much of a fight as they possibly could have, you know. Yeah, it is that case though of naturally coming into this last week, Veloce and Reciprocity only had that one match, both of them against Mouse, of course. If they wanted a top two finish, both those teams had to win that one game. Mouse, they had the option of two, so their chances were better. But like we said, bottling it on the last day where they just could not handle that pressure. And for me, that has always been a consistent problem of Mouse. We've known it for a while since the DreamHat days where, or, you know, when they were Flipside or were um, the Bricks, where it just comes to that last hurdle and they cannot jump across it. Their only sort of chance was back at WSOE, you know, where they came out and won that. And that felt more a case of every other team at WSOE was shite on that weekend for whatever reason. Um, since then, Mouse has not been the same. They've been good. And for me, they're a safe bet to make it to Worlds here. I'm looking, you know, at everything there. And I think it will be Veloce, of course, and Reciprocity secured for World. But I reckon it'd be Vitality and Mouse because they're the most convincing two. But when it comes to Worlds, I don't think they'll have a good showing at Worlds. They're a team that can they'll go they'll do the job but they won't excel they won't go the extra mile and that's the problem for me right now I their team know, man like i think it's safe together but they there just has to be some sort of spark to get that extra little bit out of them well here's the thing though in weeks two three and four we saw spark from them in like a really really a really good fashion you know they had some really monster series coming out from them you know um Rena vitality lost out to them fcb got decked uh dignitas got decked as well i think if they held that form in against veloce and reciprocity it would be singing a bit of a different tune mm. um uh i don't know it feels like this might have been an off week we'll have to see how well they'll do against Rena vitality in the playoffs if they beat them then i think that they can still do some damage at lan um again it's that same conversation it's like the style is there. The formation is not. Um, and, and, and that's the problem for a team like Mouse Sports is that they are so reliant on speed going ham and they are so reliant on all the rest of the players just sort of like, you know, going, go, going fucking awesome. There is, they mm. haven't got a backup plan, essentially. They haven't got a, a way to sort of pick it up whenever they do not have those things in place. And for Mouse Sports, I think that's the ultimate thing that's hurting them more than anything else. Again, I think they're the best wild card pick for a land, for, for, for a land victory. Um, yes. But the problem is, is that, again, it all comes down to how they're doing on the day, which is the worst thing mm. you can have in terms of having a prediction for a team. Like we had it with Epsilon back in the day. It's like, how are they doing on the day? We have no fucking idea. Therefore, I, I can't tell you. You literally just put it up. They don't have a plan, Mouse, and that is always a problem. You listen to, like, you can go and listen to those YouTube videos, you know, where they, uh, 
after the reverse sweeps and it is just always that case of no we can still do this and it's more of that morale boost but that is not a plan they're not talking about what is going wrong where there is the holes in their opponent's attack there's no sort of strategic communication between the players which i think needs to start happening yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you again. You need to have some sort of plan in place, else you're not going to go that far at all. Even if it is something as basic as like, right, we need to enable this player, or we need to do this, we need to do that. It's like, you know, okay, you can't just go mm -hmm. in and say we're going to win because that's 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 fucking that, yeah, that's okay. obvious. How, Everyone yeah, obviously. Is going how, how are you going to win? You know, are you going <laughs> to play offensively? Are you going to play aggressively? Are you going to go all out in the first minute, get the first goal, and then play really defensive and passive and try and you know just 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 try mm -hmm. not to get you know, pre try not to get any more goals in there uh, in the back of your net. Are you going to try and play keep away? Are you going to try and play control? Are you just going to go a strike for the full, whole five minutes and hope for the best? You know, like, um, I wouldn't recommend that strap, by the way. Uh, you know, like, you know, there is, <laughs> you know, there, there's so many things you need to think about in terms of how you're going to get that victory. And again, as you say, those those, those videos are very insightful to me because it, it, it does show that very a lot of the, the feedback and communication is very sort of just sort of like, uh, again, we don't have a full picture because obviously we don't see the full uh, the full matchup. We don't see what they're talking about in between the games. I know that's the main thing that a lot of players do. Like you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to sort of like strategical talk and and, and strategy and, and and planning talk, like it happens in those sixty seconds in between each of the games where the players are just like, "What do we need to do right? What do we need to do wrong?" We don't get to see that from the mouse sports guys, um, uh, so we don't actually know what they're talking about in that time. But from what the very little that we do have, it does feel like mouse sports don't have a plan. So let's get a plan together, boys. Because honestly, I really like the players on this roster like you know i i i i i, I consider the speed to be a really fucking chill guy uh nice conversation that dream at valencia hopefully i can get him on the show for an interview at some point i'm just too lazy to ask him to do that um but uh, that's a me problem more than anything else let's talk about reciprocity um obviously with now sports falling out of the first place position a team had to go up to the first place position and of course there was another bit of a candidate than the team that you know mouse sports overtook to get to that first place position and that is reciprocity a, uh, a really, really big result again from them, um, obviously beating out Mouseports to get to that uh, to get to this point. And uh, with that victory, it means that they affirm themselves almost as, as, as one of the top teams, as, as one of, if not the top team in Europe right now. Um, I think a lot of people didn't have many doubts after Leipzig, uh, not Leipzig, of Valencia. Uh, so, you know, we, I, I feel, I, I feel like it's a team as a shoe in to win land. You know, even if they're not looking like the same sort of Leipzig team that had, you know, uh, Chaucet popping the fuck off, like this feels like a team that might, that, 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 that should be able to do it in my, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, the fact of the old PSG side aspect is still to them. Their online performance is still super solid. They're still a great team. We've seen them really up their land performance. So this should be your favorite team, of course, from EU. Go and win. Uh, their losses, of course, were to Veloce. Understandable season. That was game five. The problem for them is just week four was not good for them. And that, week four was weird for all the teams. Uh, going to game five against Complexity, but then also getting free owed by Vitality. And I want to say it was a fairly convincing free owed. It wasn't, there was, it was 2 0, 4 1, and then 1 0. Uh, Vitality have just got a weird style at the moment where they do go for very low scoring games and they'll hold that and it is so impossible to break their defense at times like they can only focus on either the attacking side of things and leave an opening in defense so you get high scoring games or they'll just go for that low scoring bit and you can't 
break Vitality's defense. They're a really weird side to go up against. And for me, the second favorite's Four Worlds to maybe do a back-to-back. But right now, Reciprocity are looking dead set for the finals of Worlds. They're looking to be able to make the run. And that is a fantastic thing for them, of course. Dropping PSG, getting that new org in. The lads are happy. You've seen a regaining confidence in Ferrer, definitely. Uh, for me, he always seemed to be a little bit down towards the end of that. And Chorset is finally again popping off since the summer. He's regained that ultra striking force. No longer is it having to rely upon Fruity to be a strong attacker. He's able to fall back into more of a supportive role, which he is the best at. Like if you're looking at supportive players, Fruity is right up there. We were saying, you made the point earlier, he does have that point of contention for MVP of the team, Fruity. But that's because of what he does is not like high point scoring aspects it's just more to enable his two teammates and that is a good role to have this is a team that's got four out and reciprocity for me are yeah rightfully top of eu at the moment yeah and uh i can't really say anything more to that like again this team is probably my best my, my pick for overall champions um and that that's basically as much as i can say about them but another big storyline i wanted to talk about and i think we've talk, talked about it a lot over the course of the last few weeks is all about veloce veloce are veloshing the fuck out of control <laughs> i tried to figure out some sort of pun i can make there uh, that, that sounds really wrong. I do apologize for everyone that may have been weirded out by that. But they are just, they, they are so good right now. Like th- th- this, again, th- as I was saying, this is the point. This is the point I was making about why we should have all a promotion in the RLCS. It's Veloce. Veloce had the perfect season last season. Unfortunately, because of shenanigans, they were able to make it back in. They were able to try and, and contest in the RLCS. And look what they've done with it. Look what they've done with it. Like this, sh- Their performance should be rewarded in the rival series. And they just about held it together. They just about were able to maintain control and, and just about be able to uh, uh, you know, get into the into the championship series because of Triple Trouble. And now here they are, and they're doing that, that opportunity justice. They've not choked it. They've not fucked it up. A lot of people had them down to go in the relegation. Well, they didn't even just they didn't even go there. They went three steps higher, and here they are. They're going to land. They are second team in Europe right now, and that's 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 massive. You know, again, it's such mm. a big sort of result for a team that, as the analysts were always constantly putting it, they shouldn't have been there. Well, guess what? They should have been there. They always should have been there. This is a team that deserved auto promotion, and they got auto promotion. They're the case study for why we should have auto promotion in the rival series, uh, in the championship series, and the rival series, and. Again, Veloce, fucking two thumbs up from me. Yeah, the only, like, looking towards their previous seasons, out of their three seasons, like, they, they dropped down, of course, after season four of RLCS to the RLRS, to which they then came first in season five, didn't make it through. The following season, when things went a little bit squiffy, they picked up, I can't remember who they picked up for that season, I want to say it was Freaky, uh, for season six, uh, things didn't go well, they came fourth, but that was also a season where Triple Trouble and Savage came through. You know, they came fourth alongside Method. That was a very hard season, and those two are coming through as two of the top teams in EU, and they're in RLRS. It was just like magic for that little period of time, wasn't it? Coming to season seven, they top it, but bottle it at the uh, promotion relegation tournament and then somehow still come through. And you got to be, it's such a good feeling for this side to finally make it on back. Yes, it, you know, Triple Trouble died for this, but you cannot say their death was in vain. 
Vloche has made good of that opportunity and have really stunned everyone. You got to think, like, you look at these players as well. You take Freaky, for example, when he was dropped by Vitality, a lot of people would have thought, you know, going down to RLRS because there was no option. No one rated him. Uh, you look at Casio, you probably would have overlooked him on the Triple Trouble roster, you know? Naturally, I, I always thought he was a very strong player, but he was it was always within that trio. So right now you can see the power that Casio is as well on the Vloche roster. And then Flame, who's been on this um, Vloche uh, secret back to the bloody Aeriality roster, you know, when they qualified, he's always been that mainstay. And again, overlooked quite a little bit, but you always knew he was a great player. And right now this just seems to be like, the tumbling effect it took a while to get to this point but finally Vloche are at that solid point and again three players which you would not class as like champion top of the world players mm. which is the crazy four it's just that as a team they work brilliantly together and again like you know this should not have happened by every metric that the RLCS has set up, but it has. So mm. I think that they, they're, they're, this is a watershed moment for the RLCS again. I feel like that if there's one feature that we want to see other than 10 teams, it would be auto-promotion um, for the next Which season. Next season should Hopefully be. it will come through again. Hopefully this is the case study. Hopefully Sonic season go, okay, maybe we should add this. Because I feel like success mm. in one region needs to be rewarded, and Veloce have not only been rewarded for it, they have also run away with it. Again, I'm so proud of what these guys were able to do even though i don't have any particular you know affiliation with the players even though i do think that the veloce drama was really stupid um I, I do think that these team have well earned their spot in 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 the finals yeah and that is pretty much it for next season our worry is that you go back to what last season's format was you know where top two going in promotion relegation against bottom two from rlcs instead of doing okay top two and bottom two auto swap and then, um, say, for next season, 7th and 8th, then has to face off against 3rd and 4th in that promotion relegation tournament and do playoffs that way. That's what we want. But there is that fear that Sionics could just say, nope, you, you do ninth and 10th pr promotion relegation tournament against 1st and 2nd, which just feels like such an injustice, which everyone has been saying for seasons now. And you're finally yeah. getting it and... Good. Well, well like, now, now there is no, no, there's no reason not to because before it was like, okay, mm -hmm. well, there's only too few teams, and it's like, well, top six are going to be playing in the regional playoffs anyway, so where's the room for the for the playoff for the promotion playoffs if you're going to have bottom two relegated? It's like, well, now you have that room because assuming they keep the format for the re regionals, which I hope they don't, I hope they improve it. Um, mm. uh, we've got the opportunity for seventh and eighth to play in against the uh, uh, against the teams that are coming in from the from the rival series. So yeah, it feels like the best opportunity in my opinion. Sorry, my internet cut out very slightly there again, but it, I get the gist. It's the best I opportunity. Is, I just hope that the internet issue isn't fucking with our audio recording because otherwise we have to rip from the Twitch pod and I hate doing that. <laughs> it should be fine on uh, TeamSpeak. I'll just make sure that next week I uh, reset my router beforehand because yeah, I haven't reset for about two weeks, so it's probably just that, you know, overheating a little bit or something. Awesome. Well, we'll see if Veloce can overheat going into the grand finals because they are through, obviously... Well, we don't want them to overheat. They've got to stay nice, calm, and cool. 
collected. But because overheat they, and burn they, all the other teams is what I'm talking about, yeah. Like there's, there's, there's a double-edged sword, that one. But anyways, bottom line is that they are going to be playing in the regional playoffs, which will be happening this weekend, starting with, I believe, the Renault Vitality versus Mouse Sports matchup, uh, which is set to take place... Um, Oh, let's have a look. Set to take place on, well, actually Sunday. So on my birthday, actually, is where I'm going to spend the whole fucking day just watching uh, watching Rocket League. So there you go. Turn 23 and why the fuck not? Um, you know, so yeah, that obviously you can see what the uh, what the current uh, standings look like in terms of the bracket. Um, Renault Vitality versus Mouse Sports up in the upper quarterfinals. The winner of that will take on Veloce. The winner of that also goes to LAN. The England Tats versus FC Barcelona also need to move through to the lower quarterfinals where they face the loser in the upper quarterfinals. And then the winner of that faces Reciprocity. That team also goes to LAN. What do we think about this bracket? How do we think things are going to play out this weekend? Like, I'm happy knowing that Vitality or Mouse Sports are secure for Worlds. Like, those two teams are good benchmarks for the Worlds calibre. Um, and that match for me is going to be the highlight pick before we go into all of that, Jay, of course. Because I'll be uh, wanting to know where you'll be for that one. Because, Jesus, that is like a fabled matchup as well. Like, you got to think of uh, these two sides. I, I hope we get a battle with the Batmobile still. Because, of course, Cooks always uses the Batmobile. He's been swapping off, actually, to the Dominus every now and then. But Fairy has been moving on to the Octane. I just want Batmobile versus Batmobile again. I can't <laughs> wait for that. You're in the Batmobiles, dude. In dude, terms you of the top four, that much anymore. In terms of the top four, who do you think is going to come out on top? Veloce, Reciprocity, Naturally, of course, and Vitality Mouse Sports. I think... No, no chance for Dig or FCB. No, I, f I think FCB are the weakest chance to go through. Dig have... If it's an on-the-day performance, which they do have, they could sneak it, but it would require a massive bottling again from Mouse. I think okay. Vitality is safe to make it to Worlds. Okay. I, I like the idea. I, 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 I think I can agree with that one. I think, I, I was, I was going to say the same thing as well. I think Dignitas are the sleeper team, but I don't think, but I think I'll be sleeping on them in particular for this uh, bracket. <laughs> uh, Mouse Sports and Renault Vitality for me should be the uh, teams that make it into the top four. In mm -hmm. terms of those grand finals, who do you see being there and who do you think is going to win the regional championship? <sighs> it's a toss up between Vitality and Reciprocity. I, I would love it from Veloce, but I don't think they can do it. The same for Mouse, like I said. That final hurdle, I think Mouse will make it to playoffs, top eight, whatever, because we still don't know for sure the format. I'm pretty uh, sure. Let me double check that. But yeah, I reckon, yeah, it's not on Liquipedia. So by all means, that means no one knows um, because they would have got leaks in that early. That'll probably be announced this weekend, I'd imagine. If I'd not, imagine it'd be the same. I'd imagine it'd be the same format as last season, to be fair, because, like, happen, you know. Yeah. Because Sonic like, things. I don't know. We could see some sort of like. Well, let me think. Why not do two groups of six GSM? Uh, GSL, sorry, not GSM. Completely different thing. I two think that'd groups be the of best. six. How would you see the six? Just get them to do. Just do a little round robin. I didn't know. I don't know, two groups of six teams Swiss, like to, for the first round, whatever. Uh, just do, yeah, that and go through. But at any rate, I reckon <laughs> all but... Oh, I reckon Veloce are going to bottle it at Worlds because I still don't believe, even though I should with this season's, like this league play performance. 
just because they don't have that history about them. And I hate to think that. I could see Mouse bottom lit. I think Vitality and Reciprocity are safe bets because it's Vitality and Reciprocity. I, I don't know. Then again, NA is looking fucking weird at the moment. I mean, oh, yeah, we, this ain't mate, an NA show. If we, if we had an NA show, dude, I don't know how fucking tilted we'd get because some of the results from North America, I haven't been keeping up with it wholeheartedly, but fucking the big three is just turned into the big one. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. It, it's, it, it's, it's amazing, but that's that's a conversation for another yeah. day, I think. The point um, being uh, there is that all four, I'm going to say it now, will be safe into the top eight. Yep, okay, then that sounds good to me. And uh, we'll see how well they'll be able to do in the World <laughs> Championships later on down the road. For now, though, again, make sure you're tuning in this Sunday. Starting from 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. GMT, we move back over because North America have finally switched over their times, like the cretins that they are. And uh, we will be able to see Mouse Balls versus Renault Vitality again as the first match of the playoffs. And, of course, over the course of time, Renault, uh, Dingatas, FC Barcelona, Veloce, and, of course, Reciprocity will all be taking each other on as the uh, final day of the online season will come to a close and we'll find out who will be the final teams through towards LAN. We'll find out who will be the regional champions. We'll find out who will be the best and who will be the worst of all of the top teams from the RLCS. But for now, that is going to be it. We are done for the week here on RL Aftershock. A little bit of catching up to do. I hope to God we can have a show up next week, uh, but just because we can't afford to miss another week at this stage, like mm -hmm. fucking hell, mate. There's too much going on. We've got all this action. We've got to break down the rivals series uh, playoffs. We're going to break down the promotion tournament in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, I want to do a feature on casting. I want to do a feature on potentially the whole scene as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that we want to cover, Bacon, and, and, and I think we should be back in next week to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. From now on, like, we're safe. It was just the last couple of weeks were, you know, a bit tricky on uh, commitments and that due to timing. But for now, up in the, until Christmas and such, we're good. Uh, the only little snag we could possibly have would be around, you know, Worlds with Valencia, but we're trying to... Valencia, what am I saying? Madrid. Madrid. Don't worry. We're still stuck in Valencia, mode because obviously we, we, we literally, the exact same flat of people that went to Valencia with us in Aftershock, mm. we're all going together as the same thing as well. So like we're kind of a so, bit in sort of like Valencia mode still. Which on that note is we're trying to get a live show from Madrid at the same yeah. time to fit that. We'll see how that goes because it's still a little bit hard. But just just, just as a word of note to anyone who is going to be in Madrid, uh, is going to be uh, in staying in the city, um, uh, hit me up uh, because we are looking to get like a fucking round table going, and it would just be great to have a lot of drunk idiots talking about Rocket League <laughs> in, in our Airbnb. I mean, uh, so... at any rate, there will be a load of drunk idiots talking. Oh yeah, about there will be a load of drunk idiots anyway. But if there's anyone in the drunk yeah, idiots, if there's anyone who wants to be involved in that, particularly if you're a player or you're a notable figure then slide it in my DMs and uh, and we can and we can sort something out for you. I'm going to bring my fucking mics. I'm going to bring my mixers. Like I got loads of equipment <laughs> over there that is just currently sitting in boxes being completely unused. So I'll bring along all that stuff and we can have a great time with it, I think. So for this week, though, we're done. And, of course, it has been a great week of Rocket League action, all the news, all the mailbag stuff. Of course, if you want to contribute to any of that mailbag stuff, then you can join the Discord that is in the link of the channel and video... in the link of the video descriptions mm -hmm. and podcast notes of all the episodes from the audio and video versions. Of course, if you're in Twitch chat right now, you want to get involved and send us a mailbag question. And, of course, it's exclamation mark Discord in the Twitch chat. Also, get involved in our uh, pick and prediction challenge. We got uh, should we, we should have one going for the, uh, the playoff uh, bracket. But, again, that's... Mm -hmm. 
that's mm-hmm. Dex's that's that, that's Dex's problem and blame him. Um, he, 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 he's I, been I doing fantastic tr- No, he's he's been doing great. I trust him enough to be able to run it. So just give him a query and he'll be able to sort it out for us. And of course, if you're watching live on Twitch, or sorry, if you actually if you're listening from uh, uh, from any of the uh, podcast uh, vods or audio versions, then uh, you can of course follow the podcast live on Twitch at Twitch.tv/AroAfterShock. If you're watching on Twitch right now, then of course you can follow the podcast through various other methods of delivery. In particular, if you want to take the podcast on the go, it's on YouTube, the video version, and of course the audio version is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, TuneIn, and of course many other platforms. The major platforms of audio distribution all available there. You go to Anchor.fm/slash Aftershock to find your favorite platform or request your favorite way to listen. Bacon, any final words before we fuck off for another week? Uh, not really. Just that earlier in the week there was that whole fanatic pairing with Hello Kitty stuff. And <laughs> if you haven't seen these uh, things, they are glorious and pink. But now I think this is a prime opportunity, right? For the Wombles to pair with Cloud Nine, that would be oh, <laughs> that would be some merch. I'll tell you right there, buddy. I think you get a compilation of your best fucking like final words from Bacon thing. Like that would just be such a funny video. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thanks for watching, and we'll see you back here next week for even more of the AfterShock.